Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Now entering nerdist.com. Uh, there it is. We were just talking about this song. It's one of the most awesome of the themes because everything's wrong. <laughs> and yet it adds up to all right. Yes. To me. <laughs> Wait, to all all right? It's all, all right? Or all, all of it is c- correct and, <laughs> and it's, it's all, all right, right, baby. Oh. I truly, truly love this song because it's so batshit crazy. I, oh. There's a lot of there's a lot happening. This is this is John Barry's least favorite of all the Bond yeah, stars. They gave him what a week to do the whole tour. Yes. Yeah. It sounds like one of those songs. Like I feel like we could all have careers as songwriters because this sounds like one of those songs you write on the way like in the car, yeah. you know, on the way to the meeting, or like as a Channel 101 parody theme song. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> well, it's got the, the 70s Waka Waka guitars here and the and xylophone. It's a great bridge, though. Yeah. yeah. He comes just before the kill. Gross. gross. Some say gross. I say it's telling life like it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I know of assassins, they go have sex right before they kill people. This is this is verite. This is telling it like it is. I don't verite. like this. I, I really feel like whoever was in charge of this recording told Lulu, I, I, "Look, Lulu, we love you. Uh, we love Lulu." But can you sound like Bertha Kip? Can, can you? Can you? Oh yeah, can you not Shirley be, Bassey. Yeah. Or Shirley Bassey. I mean. Yeah. Uh, please don't modulate. Sing as loud as you can. <laughs> you bet that they went to Shirley Bassey, and even she was like, "Look, you know I'll do all of these that you want, but not this one. This is ridiculous." She signed up for two more, right? Uh, Bassey. Yeah, she did Moonraker after and Diamonds Are Forever. Yeah, that was before. That was uh, yeah, right yeah, before. Right. Yeah. Well, this is James Bonding. Uh, we're back with Matt and Matt, and. Uh, my apologies, we meant to play the wonderful theme song by Paul and Storm, but for some reason it is not on my phone anymore, so we'll lay it in at the end of this episode, because it's, it's a goddamn instant classic, I Yeah, think. sure is. It really is. Spectacular. Uh, Paul and Storm did a theme song for us that is basically... Oh, uh, for your show. Yeah, it's yeah. Matt and Matt to the tune of the James Bond theme, and it's yeah. all acapella. Oh, yeah, so the only see. words to the song are Matt and Matt, James Bonding. Yeah. Or Lee Myra. Yeah, that's nice. right. That's it. Yeah. That's it. But we'll lay it in at the end of this. Now, our guests today, two distinguished gentlemen. No, that's right. They're here. Yeah. Don't look behind you guys. It's you. Where? We're talking about you. Greg Proops and Jeff Davis. Hi, guys. Welcome. Hello, Hello everybody. Hello, Matt. Uh, welcome Hi. to James Bonding. Yeah. Hi, Matt. Uh, oh. So you guys got the uh, pleasure of uh, Roger Moore's second outing as James Bond. 
Yeah. The Man with the Golden Gun, which I believe uh, did not do great at the box office. No, this and License to Kill, I think, were the two major underperformers, right? Yeah. yeah. Our back-to-back movies. That was the last movie we did. Yeah. We're an underperformer License to season. Kill is a Dalton one, was not? Yeah. Yes. And she, if you listen closely to uh, Gladys Knight, I used to go to a curry house on, in, uh, on Barrack Street in London. Already I love this story. <laughs> they, they would play all they had uh, uh, to play, evidently, every night when we went there to get drunk, was License to Kill. <laughs> Theme song. Uh, and the theme song. I've heard it so many times. And we would all be sitting there drinking, and she would go, I got a license. Gladys Knight of all people. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a license to kilt. <laughs> she says kilt like half the time. It's so good. <laughs> now, th- I saw this in the theater when it came out. I went to the movie theater. I, th- I want to say I saw it with my dad. Because- Is this your first Bond movie in the theater? Oh, no, no, no. I'm old. Uh, I, uh, I saw. Um, Goldfinger, I think, in the movie theater. My first one that I really remember was You Only Live Twice because wow. it was 75 cents at the Laurel Theater in oh San Carlos. Wow. And it had hot Asian chicks in it. Yeah. Sure and did. My favorite, Blofeld. Uh, oh, Donald, Donald Pleasant. Pleasant. Yeah. He's um, the best. And he gets a, if you remember, Sean Connery gets an operation in that one so that his eyes are more Asian, so he'll pass as Japanese. Yeah. The yeah. six and a half foot tall yeah. Scottish bald dude yeah. is yeah. suddenly yeah. a Japanese guy. Yeah, and he slouches the whole time to seem yeah. shorter. I'm a little bit shorter. Weird. I'm a ninja. <laughs> yes. Uh, there was a. No, I saw this in the theater, and because they had brought back J.W. Pepper, yeah. and we were oh, delayed. You have to understand from a 70s point of view, one, we thought it was cheesy then. <laughs> I'm glad two, you're here to talk about this, because yeah. we were last night trying to figure out the context of, like, did this work back then, bringing him back? So tell us, yeah. It was corny. I mean, like, first of all, Live and Let Die works purely on bravado. Yeah, I because love it's it's a, it's a good picture. The, the avocado's a great villain. And um, they got Paul McCartney to do the theme song. And the Mad Magazine parody, I remember, uh, the first panel is a, a drawing of Roger Moore with M. And it says, we brought this franchise back with a cast of unknowns led by me. And M says, yeah, but we got Paul McCartney to do the theme song. <laughs> so this was the big follow-up. And, you, okay, so the in uh, um, uh, you only live, live and Let Die, yep. it's a total... Voodoo, black exploitation. Mm-hmm. They're just lifting everything that was popular. Yeah. So this is like what a year or two later. Yeah. Now it's chop sake. Yep. Yeah. They've they've stolen every Bruce Lee riff. Yep. Like yeah. you've just the kitchen bloody sink. And then um, the total smoking the bandit. Jerry Reed, Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah, but, the, but that stuff pre- got dumped in there. Well, that's that, what we that, that predates smoking the band. That's the, what we the, couldn't the, figure what's, out. Is that, what's his name? The actor who plays this, the comic relief guy? Oh golly, I can't uh, remember his name. Uh, Clifton, Clifton James or something. Clifton like that? James, I think. Um, yeah. That's what Matt and I were like. Like, was like that's that's he's doing Buford T. Justice from Smoking yeah, the Bandit, but, but it's two years it, before. It's two before Smoking the Bandit. Buford's doing him. Yeah, but yeah. they already had all those hillbilly movies from those days. Uh, yeah, there was already a whole string of I mean, like riding around in car movies, or it's just Slim Pickens from like The Getaway or something like that. Making County Law. And uh, oh, yeah, all okay. those bloody movies. Uh, so th- that's crazy that in the last two movies, all they do is pull B movie genre stuff: kung fu, black exploitation, yeah. hillbilly convoy type movies. That's nuts. Because <laughs> also the the what General Motors gave them the cars, and they're in Asia. Yeah, yeah. I, so there's an AMC. I also enjoy an AMC. The idea yeah. that the sheriff from Louisiana would be car shopping. I know. On vacation. It's so ham fisted. Uh, it's oh. really it's. It's really disappointing that there's that there's a protracted comic relief. Car uh-huh. chase. Well, I I just want to what I like to do is read the uh, the when it's like a two line log line in Wikipedia of the uh, character. I'm gonna go ahead and read Sheriff J W Pepper's log line. <laughs> Sheriff J W Pepper is a parish sheriff uh, is a parish sheriff in Louisiana. He appears in Live and Let Die and The Man with the Golden Gun, played by Clifton James. He is mostly used as comic relief. 
especially and memorably for his somewhat bigoted attitudes and his tendency to speak loudly about whatever is on his mind. Pointy heads. Pointy heads. He says it 17 times. He, kept, yeah. he keeps uh, calling Asian people yeah. pointy heads. Well, in Live and Let Die, he calls black people boy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, the racist sheriff was already hilarious by yeah. 73. They were already <laughs> loving that character. And uh, I, my dad was beside himself with joy in both of these movies. <laughs> the redneck sheriff was there. Uh, so so I, when you're saying that when you saw Man with a Golden Gun and, and J.W. Pepper Returns. Oh no! Cheers! 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 Cheers. In the theater, people remembered him from the first one. You have to understand these jokes worked then. Mm, Now it's like, let me be gentle about this. In twenty years' time, when you watch Happy Madison or (laughs) Grown Ups Three or whatever, some of the jokes aren't going to (laughs) work. Twenty years, you know. Very generous. (laughs) Part of the reason, you know what I'm saying? Like when you watch Joe Dirt now, it doesn't always hold together like Uh, it did or then. (laughs) But that's but that's and maybe we're getting the uh, the cart before the horse here because the the big talking point in that car chase is what what it uh, culminates in yeah. with, that, with that spiral flip. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, we oh, have to get to that's the, one of the great stunts. Generally, part of the reason I love this movie and Live and Let Die is because it, it does steal from these these genres that are beneath technically beneath a Bond movie. Like, you think of the Bond movies as the greatest in luxury and travel and all that sort of thing, and they pull from these weird B-movie sources, and it's the one time in the Bond series, or not the one time, but a chunk of it that Bond doesn't really know what it is. Like, it has to reinvent itself and find... It's trying to pull from these other sources, and it seems so odd, but there's something I like watching the series find its feet again, and then you get back to the formula with Spy Who Loved Me. Like, the, it's basically a copy of... Yeah, you but you get twice. back to that formula, but then immediately they decide, yeah. what's popular again? Yeah. Oh, space movies. Yeah. Let's throw them in space. Well, Moonraker's yeah. the worst. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, Greg, when, uh, how, old are you, how old have you been? 14. You 14. So you have to remember, I'm their audience, right? Mm-hmm. 14-year-old yeah. boys, mm-hmm. so he He's competing with, at this point, Bruce Lee, Shaft. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been every great exploitation movie's uh-huh. come out by this point. Every great Chopsaki, Fist of Fury, uh-huh. Five Fingers of Death, and all this. So the Bond movies are like, we got to do something to get the kids in here. Yeah. Now, but yeah. at, that, at that time, <laughs> how, how, what was your feeling about the Bond franchise? When there was a new Bond movie, were you super stoked about it? Or had it kind of run its course in some ways? Was it kind of- I was already over it by Diamonds Are Forever because he came back with the kind of the toupee and he was a little chunky in that one. And we're, yeah. Although that one had the gay bad guys, which yes. was super hip for those days. I uh, love those guys. No, you could tell they were flailing. And, and <laughs> like I said, even then, I remember when the theme came out going, Lulu? <laughs> like you reached back for Lulu? Wait, two sir with Lulu? Yeah. <laughs> so she wasn't the hippest choice she could have made in 74. Like then later you remember they had Duran Duran do one when yeah. Duran Duran yeah. was happening. And that one sticks out like a sore thumb because oh, even though they play it all the time in concert shows. Sure. Oh, yeah. Now it sort of fits in. But at the time you were like, this isn't like a Bond one. I we want Shirley yeah. Bassett. I, I remember being disappointed when Duran Duran sang View to a Kill. Yep. What were your what were your feelings then when when Lazenby took over? How did that work for you? Well, I was hot at that because Diana Rigg was in that one, yeah. so I was yeah. pretty bloody excited about that. But then that was just not a very good movie. It's a little bit dull, as I recall. And even though I was, I love Tali Savalas, and my dad took me to see that one. There was a bit much skiing in that one for me. Oh yeah, I get a little bored with the yeah. skiing. Uh, um, but we, uh, uh, on this podcast, we recommend rewatching Honor. Is it a good? Yeah. yeah. I remember she, he yeah. wore a kilt and someone wrote in lipstick on his leg. Yeah. Sure did, when I was yeah. nine or ten, I thought nothing I, was hotter than that. <laughs> I've always thought that was one of, one of my favorites. It's still true. It is actually, it does, it is, I will is say, rewatch it. I remember. It, right? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, is he is. any good as Bond? He's dull. Oh. But, he's and dull. The, movie, the movie is a little plotting, but in the same sense that the Fleming book is, it takes its time. It's the closest to any of the books. Really? Yeah. yeah. How's, how's Diana Rigg? I don't even oh, remember. She's great. She's great. She's probably the best thing in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. She's so smoking. Fresh off an Emmy nomination for Game of Thrones. 
Oh, yeah, oh, she yes. did. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, as a guest star, huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. God bless her. What was she in Game of Thrones? I don't know. Lady, she's on lady a, Tyrell. An, an ancient, you know... She's an old lady. Oh, oh, oh yeah, the, uh, the, the lady that loves figs and cheese and whatnot. Yeah. Right, yeah. she wears a big thing on her head and yeah. whatnot. <laughs> that's, her, that's her defining characteristics. She loves figs and cheese, right? She's always talking about cheese and shit. <laughs> yeah. Dino Rig is amazing. Oh. Well, can we talk about the chicks in this movie, or we're still on the genre? Well, well lift? we like the to, genre we like lifting to. Is, is amazing in these two movies because yeah. you've added uh, uh, hillbilly uh, yep. road race movies, chase movies, uh, and in this one, all of a sudden, there's a bunch of hot Asian people. Two people wipe out an entire dojo in one scene, uh-huh. which yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, and Bond is supposed to know jujitsu right from the early ones, but in this oh. one. He gets a little dirty. He doesn't want to do it. Yeah. (laughs) He's too much body flipping and touching Asian people. Let's go through it. We'll go through the movie beat by beat. Well, let's let's let's, – Jeff, what was the first James Bond movie you saw in the theater? Oh, that's hard to say. I don't know. Um, Living Daylights? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I would have seen him very young. So, I mean, it's possible – what would have been like in the – like the very late 70s? Uh, that would have been the Octopussy. My first during the Jaws comedy Octop- relief years. Yeah. Octopussy, I definitely saw, and an Octopussy will Octopussy. always be one of my favorites because I do love Louis Jordan. Oh, me too. You cannot give me bad Octopussy. Louis Jordan. Is it the one, is it, they play backgammon in that one, right? Yeah. They sure do. Yes. Yeah. What do you say we use your dice? Okay, so. <laughs> right. uh, uh, Louis Jordan. Mr. Bond, would you, uh, what do you say we double it? I'm feeling lucky. That's like, <laughs> backgammon? That's so rad. That's so great. And then what's the one where they have Klaus Maria Brandar playing that? Oh, late, that's never seen ever. That's yeah. never seen ever. The laser game. Laser that's game. That's no, the unofficial Kim Basinger. Yeah. Give me, give me some goddamn backgammon. They made it. They made that interesting. Well, how about in the crappy uh, Casino Royale remake one? They play high stakes uh, uh, Texas Hold'em? Oh, yeah. Like, what? Because James Bond doesn't well, play Hold'em? They had to switch it. Gross. We're, we're huge Casino Royale uh, apologists here, over here. Um, we don't have to apologize for anything. It's great. You're right. Uh, I, I mean, I get the Texas, the Texas like Hold'em. The I know. I, do, I did think that was I a wish, pandering I was a bummed bit. when I heard that, too. Now, Jeff, Jeff and I are friends from all the way back to seventh grade, and around, I want to say around eighth grade is when I got into my first, like, Bond phase, but I don't remember us ever, like, hanging out and doing Bond things or no, anything. No, uh, you, you did have a, uh, a Walther PPK. That's right. That's right. Uh, did you? Well, a replica. Well, obviously, there was a child. Japanese, Im- no, just a full armory. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they had these replica guns. Do pay attention, Mr. Gourley. <laughs> <laughs> Put that down. Mr. Davis, <laughs> uh, radioactive lint from my carpet, <laughs> or something. Um, I don't know what that means. <laughs> but we never really like watched Bond movies. We were into Platoon. What was I was going to say the era had changed by I, then. We yeah. did. I mean, this is this is shocking to think of what we used to do. Matt had these replica guns. So we had a Mac Ten. Mac 11. Mac 11. Mac but 11. I should say that these were imports from Japan that you could build, and they would fire blanks fully automatic and eject brass shells. Oh, and, no! And, and, oh, and, how dangerous is that? And muzzle flare. He had, yeah. He had replica AK-47. So put- I, we, we did a, uh, I did a presentation in, in my senior year in high school in Whittier, California, and about Vietnam, and I brought Matt's AK-47 on campus. Wow. And like that, th- those days are gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Matt and I, do you remember the closest we got to doing anything Bond-like? We went to the Whitwood Mall with 
you you had maybe the PPK and I had the Walther P thirty eight. Yeah, <laughs> and we had them in our belts, like like under our shirts, and we just walk around the mall with replica, very realistic looking firearms on us. This is obviously <laughs> pre pre Columbine. It, it might have even been pre David Horowitz when he got held up on the news, and that's why all the yeah. orange tips went on the gun. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, definitely. So, well, remember in senior year, I ran for publicity of ASB, and my speech was, I promised to. Uh, eliminate bad publicity. And this and isn't this is in front of what five hundred kids. The entire student body in the gym. My friend Jeff Gothard comes out in a paper sandwich board that says bad publicity, and I had figured out how to make electronic blood pack squibs, so I wired them up. <laughs> wow, out my Mac eleven. No girlfriend, huh? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> my, Matt and I were late bloomers. Um, <laughs> evidently, my work was my girlfriend. Yes, I understand. And I'm being I'm alone is so important. <laughs> in front of the student body, machine Gundam, <laughs> and I never got so much as a reprimand. Only like, oh, you're you're so clever. You know, the, yeah. there was no sense of, oh of like any of that stuff, and yeah. you could never do that. No. I think the closest we got to Bond was like it was you, when you when you hold the Walther PPK, you you cannot help but conjure yeah. up James Bond in yeah. your mind. Yeah. So, and you have to do the yeah. straight to camera, right. you know, opening pose. <laughs> yeah, with a small pork pie hat. So when I was really little, when I was like five. Uh, my father's friend Dave Campbell bought me the James Bond attaché. Oh, yes, I know of so that. It came as an attaché. You, you flip the switch, it turned into a, t- a machine gun. There was, or a, a, it opened up. Did the knife come out the handle? Yeah, the knife came oh. out the handle. There was a, a, a Leica or a Nikon replica, yeah. and that turned into a Luger. And then there was uh, an AM/FM radio, which was a big deal in those days, that you, oh like a God. pre-boombox boombox, mm. and that turned into a Tommy gun. What? And I and there was a uh, pen that shot uh, ink, whatnot, that to blind you and shit. Uh, Does it have the and, little gold sovereigns on a belt? Oh my god! <laughs> it was. I remember getting it, and ne- I was never so happy with a Christmas I present. I, I, I bet. I'm happy just thinking about you having that. At five and years so old. I was still going to Sunday school then, right? I'll, I quit church at about seven, but when I was like six, I went to Sunday school, and my parents bought me this blue suit with a white shirt and a clip-on tie. And I would say after Sunday school was over, can I keep the suit on? And they'd be like, okay. And then I take my Star Trek tracer gun and be James Bond in the apartment building and just run up and down the halls and shoot cats and shit and fucking but you had to have the suit right as soon as the yeah. suit was on it yeah. was like you couldn't play James Bond like you were a little kid did you shoot pussy galore <laughs> if only I when I was in my yes mom's... that was it that's the one I had see and there's the Luger and everything oh, yeah. so dope it that's was a, really dope. Oh, God, can, I wish I had any... I, I even had the camera up till a few years ago. I don't know what happened to You could recapture this for $1,600 on eBay. I bet oh. it cost $8 when it came out. And the ad on TV was a guy walking along in a suit, and he put the attaché down. The attaché had the knife so you could put it up to people and, you know, and, and goldfinger them. I've told this before, but when my mom got remarried in sixth grade, I had a tux, and so I wore a, a little gun inside. Right, like you know, during the ceremony, yeah, I just had to have one on me in case... Well, when were we dressed up when you're little? You yeah, know, like yeah. Went to Sunday school was like, oh, now I'm James Bond. I was because always, I got I, the thing. We dressed yeah. up to go everywhere when I was a kid. I, I remember like just tying ties as a little kid. Like this is such bullshit. Like now it's like it's like I look back at it. It's so funny. I yeah. remember just hating to put on suits, but when you, you you do. And also, I think I had a powder blue suit, which makes oh. you feel incredibly Bondy, oh, yeah. <laughs> because it's not Bond without powder blue. No, uh, you know. Did we, you say that you were having some terry cloth short shorts made up for I'm you? having sure a onesie. I'm having sure a, a play suit like in Goldfinger. Yeah, blue terry cloth. Blue terry onesie. Yeah, yeah. Short shorts. When he goes onesie. up to uh, Jill or whatever her name is, you have to dink. Be, do you know how confident you have to be as a performer, as an actor, to walk oh, yeah. around? We'll see, because I'm going to wear it in Dead Authors. I'm doing Ian Fleming on oh, September nice. 6th. Nice. Yeah. Well, you have to remember, too, nothing was uncooler 
than the Bond franchise. Like when it first started, the first two or three, it's kind of in, in its time. And then by the end of the 60s, it's so old fashioned. Mm. And then by the 70s, there's feminism and gay rights and people don't want to be called pointy heads and stuff. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, sure. you know, things kind of change. So it's, you know, in the last, what, four or five, they've made fun of the fact that he's yeah. a dinosaur. Yeah. But if you remember, is it in Goldfinger, one of the early ones, he says something about the Beatles that yeah. he doesn't like the Beatles. Yeah, it's like listening to the Beatles, Beatles without, without earmuffs. earmuffs. Right. Like, how uncool is James yeah. Bond? He doesn't yeah. fucking like the Beatles. Like, yeah. so he dated himself quickly. Yeah. <laughs> By the time we get to this one, Bond is like this wine aficionado who's in Asia, who's yeah. acting all superior to people. And, you know, they're very patronizing yeah. and sort of awesome, you know. Um, well, let's jump into it, shall okay, we? Please. In let's, fact, let's break it down. I'm going to start with a little treat here. Hopefully, it's a Maude Adams <laughs> glamour reel because no. you cannot give me bad Maude Adams. You can't. It can't be done. No, her jaws. You could. You could. You could sh Oof. shape metal with it. Uh, we're gonna, she is we're gonna boom, boom, malicious. Take a call from someone really special right now. Uh, allow us to go back in time here and turn <laughs> this up a little bit. <laughs> Uh, I'd like to speak to Hervé Villachez, please. Hi, this is Matt Gorley, Matt Myra, Jeff Davis, and Greg Proops from the James Bonding Podcast. We're big fans. How are you, Hervé? We want to talk a little bit about your work on The Man with the Golden Gun. Oh, yes. Well, I play Captain Nicknack. He's like the star of the movie. <laughs> he's, well, I don't know if he's the star of the movie. I think uh, Roger Moore is the star of the movie. Have you watched the movie? <laughs> yeah, I just watched it a couple nights ago. Did, did they tell you you were the star? You don't have to tell me I'm the star. Look at Roger Moore is that old uh, woman, nudist, spent very much time in this song. It's like the meat is falling off of his old bone. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you have any uh, you, any kind of friendships with the, Britt Eklund or Maude Adams on the on the set? Oh, we make good friends. We go out. We play um, naughty games together. <laughs> we go online. Naughty games? What sort of naughty games naughty did you game. play? What, what, can you describe one of the naughty games? Well, for example, right now, four men in a room standing around a phone. There are some lucky games the four of you could play. <laughs> oh, Hervé. Oh, you're a buttercup. You could play, which way should I dial next? <laughs> Hervé, uh, at the end of the movie, when you're up on top of the, you're tied to the uh, the mast of the uh, of the ship. Uh, that that was for real, wasn't it? It was demeaning. I did not agree to that. Oh, how did that happen? How did they get you up there? They told me there was a bunch of pills in the bottom of a bag. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, <laughs> Hervé, this is this to be is. Fair, what? It's not the first time I ended up in a rucksack. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was a little, a little di uh, diminishing of your talents when they sh put you inside the suitcase, you know, and you know, treat you like some. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm also surprised. You sound awfully good right now. I'm su <laughs> surprised to hear you so so. Uh, oh, I, I have a time traveling phone. Oh, you do? Okay, yeah, good. Okay. Yeah. We're able to go back in time. Hervé, uh, what what's up with your life currently? Wait, what? Oh, nothing. Don't disregard that. Don't worry about it. What's up with your Why life? Why are you in a time for? Why are you not calling me now? <laughs> no, I am calling you now, but I'm actually calling from the future. 
Why does Courtney what happened? <laughs> I'm calling from the future from 2014. Oh, know what happened? Well, <laughs> I'm a little afraid to tell you about your future, but uh, let's say um, things are. It got dark. Woo! It got dark. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure did. Hey, you know what? The James Bond franchise is still going. Of course it is. It's probably now called Gems and Knickknacks. <laughs> you know, I did notice that in this movie, you're one of the only henchmen, other than maybe Jaws, to not be dispatched. You could technically come back as a character. I explained that to them. I said, you've got to think franchise opportunity. You have to say marketing. How many child want to have Knickknack costume for Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Knickknack, what are you currently up to? Are you working on any projects? Uh, well, I'm, of course, developing a speed for Knickknack 2 into the jungle. It's very exciting. <laughs> um, entertaining enough for right now for a character called Boss Hog on a <laughs> pilot called Dukes of Hazzard. Oh, you want to play Boss Hog, huh? I'm very interested. Very interested. Okay. I think he's... There's a character called Daisy Duke. I think Boss Hog and Daisy have a... Um, uh, Adult relationship. I don't know. We can say with four men on a phone. Yeah, you can but, say. Uh, Speak freely here. It's fine. Oh yeah, I think I probably call inside her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I thought... we all wanted to. <laughs> I'm just imagining uh, Herve inside of that giant Cadillac bus I drove around. Oh no! Oh yeah, you seen me drive on the Hollywood Boulevard <laughs> at Apple Box. Are you currently Every seeing box on seat. Are you currently seeing anyone right now, Hervé? Uh, right now, um, Baba Bach and I are sort of not talking to each other, but it's possible we get back together. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, we just wanted to check in with you. This is a real pleasure for us, Hervé. Thank you so much for taking some time out of the past to talk with us. Uh, you know what? I love talking to groups of men. It's just fun for fellas to be fellas. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Uh, oh, thank you, yeah. Harvey. Don't don't kill yourself. <laughs> hey, is uh, Chris Tallman what? there? Can you can you hand the phone over to Chris Tallman really quickly? Oh, for Umamo. Hello. Hi, Chris. <laughs> Jesus, this phone smells like rum. What is going on? <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is our friend Chris Tallman, and he's he's he knows uh, Hervé Villachez, and he was the one that was able to hook up that that meeting. So thank you, Chris. Hi. Hi. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing fine. I'm on my second coffee of the morning, so things are good. <laughs> We're talking man with the golden gun here. Do you have any uh, any thoughts on that movie, really briefly? Uh, I loved it because it felt like uh, it was getting sci-fi-y. Just watching him put that gun together, it made my little Star Wars-loving brain freak out. It oh. was the best. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. That's good stuff. How are you otherwise? Good? Oh, things are lovely. How are you? <laughs> good. <laughs> hey, Chris. Jeff Davis here. How you I doing, buddy? I love this new podcast, which is this oh. fellow's just shitting it. <laughs> just talking around. Just shitting it. That's what it's called. Just shitting yeah, it. Just shitting it. <laughs> You know, a lot of podcasts uh, focus too much on uh, being entertaining the whole time. And I think that there's a lot of overemphasis on that. Yeah, I agree. In fact, let's just have a moment of I silence. Like this. <laughs> well, Chris. It's, it's sort of like a background podcast, stuff to do the dishes by. 
That's, you described all podcasts. Yeah, that's the other title. Just stuff to do the dishes by. Chris, thank you very much for hooking us up with Hervé. That was much appreciated. Uh, nope. I'm just so delighted that you guys are all awake this time of the day. It's just exciting. I'm, I'm kind of shocked myself. <laughs> Chris Tallman, okay. ladies and gentlemen. Bye, thank Chris. you, Chris. Bye, Chris. Bye, Chris. Bye. Bye. <laughs> uh, that's the button uh all right so let's so, let's briefly go into the, the run through of this movie shall okay, we yeah. yeah okay all right starts off uh on, on a lovely island where uh my favorite line perhaps in all of james bond is uh is spoken yelled by christopher lee uh knickknack tabasco <laughs> <laughs> Give your dog a bone. <laughs> I have it queued up. If you, if if I could just pull this for just so we can hear it, please. please. I would also like to know what it is he's requesting Tabasco. I see. For. I, I missed that. Matt, Matt and I watched it together a couple nights ago, and one of us must have been talking, uh, and I missed that line because yeah, next I don't thing remember I remember that. Next thing I know is uh, Hervey is coming out with a with a uh, Tabasco on a silver salver. Oh, here here it is. Ready, everybody? He's in a black velvet. Louder, Christopher. We need you to project across the island. Uh, something tells me that the, he didn't even think they were rolling, and he's just <laughs> taking Hervé as his little man. I love him so much in this movie. <coughs> he's he's so on fire oh, in this God. period of his career. Oh. Now, the, the first thing that comes that, that when I was watching it, and, I, and I, I'd seen this movie a very long time ago, and mm. it didn't. not a lot of memories came back to me. What I was blown away by is that when I first saw Christopher Lee there, I asked Matt, who is that? Because I thought it was Ricardo Montalban. Oh. And then before, that's before you see Hervé come out. Yeah. I believe. Oh, wow. And then, like, like is, is this, like, is, are they goofing on uh, Fantasy Island? No, it's before it's Fantasy, before Fantasy yeah. Island. Before. Yeah. But uh, he, he, there he is in his little white tuxedo bringing things to, uh, <laughs> to the boss. And it's really, like, the, Fantasy Island certainly... Well, they were laying the groundwork for other 70s magnificence during this picture. <laughs> yeah, this, this film takes and gives. It really yeah. does. Uh, Jack Palance was who they originally wanted for this oh. film. Oh, I'd have enjoyed that. And he turned it down. Knick-knack. <laughs> Tabasco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me borrow that. Yes. So we, uh, we You're scaring me. With a funhouse assassination scene with that uh, Rodney, which is the most unaptly named or inaptly Rodney. named gangster ever. He's also in Diamonds Are Forever. Yes, he is. They, they have a, I choose to believe it's the same person. It is. Like, I mean, same character. It may be. Um, so I have a couple of little uh, alternate theme songs that they considered for this movie. The first, of course, being... Um, the one they refused by Alice Cooper. Here's his version oh, of the Right, which came out anyway. Yeah. Oh, whoops. There we go. Again, that'll give you a great idea of what year it is. Yeah. Alice yeah. Cooper's a much hipper choice than Lulu. Right. And they and they couldn't see that. No. You know, they... Too rockin'. Yeah. I love this already. Yeah. When they get into that little syncopated part. Yeah, what's wrong with this thing? It's way too hip. It's a little plodding, too. Yeah, that bass line can get a little gussying up. Yeah. Boom, boom. Well, it's not a very good song, you know. Um, 
No, but it's not Lulu in 1974. Yeah, yeah it's not Eric. They could have orchestrated it and jazzed it up, though, man. Of course, if you're in the Phoenix area, we recommend you go to Alice Cooper's Town, Alice Cooper's Sports Bar. I'm the foot-long Randy Johnson big unit hot dog. Oh, that place, unspeakable. <laughs> it's like, what if Fridays met and welcome to my nightmare? There's your base, a little too little too late. Sorry. Alice Cooper had a superb band in the 70s. Right. Dick Wagner and whatnot. I wish they had a Ronnie James Dio version of this. So then here's this oddity, and I to this day I don't know how this is connected or what this is, but Peter Cowup took it upon himself to make a man with a golden golden gun song. Who's that? I don't know. This is this already works for me. He had only seen the part where the guy comes through the double doors. Yeah, the the western part. This must be his own deal. Maybe it's not even related to the movie. I don't know. He probably saw the movie. <laughs> Is this like Neil Diamond saw E.T. and decided he was going to make it? Well, right. And the, and the song Alfie's not in the movie Alfie. Oh, really? It's ri- yeah. It's not in the, It's not even the theme song. And Johnny Cash after. did his Thunderball song as just a submission on his own that never right. was commissioned. And the man who shot Liberty Valance is not the theme song of the man who shot Liberty Valance. Oh, wow. It happens. <laughs> Alfie's not an Alfie? Huh. Modern jazz quartet is the score to Alfie. Burt Backrock loved the movie Alfie, and he decided to write a song, I guess. Oh, my God. And Liberty Balance, too, which he also wrote. It's a goodie. Hmm. All right. The Liberty Balance is really good. So there's some time where Burt Backrock's just sitting there watching movies, writing songs about him. Evidently. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. I'm going to go write that. Having a little vermouth with Angie. <laughs> that was a weird thing, because, yeah, Turn On Your Heart Light by Neil Diamond. Yes, where he I, asked permission. I, 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 saw, yeah. I saw Neil at the, uh, at, at the forum in Los Angeles when the, um, after E.T. had come out, and he had written that uh, Heart Light. And he uh, he passed out lyrics underneath the seats. What? There were lyrics to Heart so Light. So the whole, the whole audience saying, I don't need those lyrics. Gonna take a ride across the, the moon, moon. <laughs> you and me. Oh, Is I there something it. playing right now? Yeah, yes, sorry, he's still I, playing, I'm very still... lowly playing. <laughs> sorry. Well, it's got that uh, 70s folk rock nonsense yeah. going on, yeah, acoustic it's like, dude. It's almost kind of like a Donovan song or something. Yeah, like yeah. a Jesse Colin Young or, or Kenny Rankin or any of the schlocky, schlock tassums that... <laughs> So, the world's most deadly assassin, yeah. Scaramanga, uh-huh. defined by his third nipple, apparently, right. is the only thing that's What, was, what was the whole point of that? Did anyone... <laughs> so, 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 that he, so that Bond could later on disguise himself <laughs> yeah. with a fake nipple. Yes, that's pretty much... And there's wow. no payoff. Pretty much. No, I was going to say, that, but there's no payoff. That's pretty much it. I want to well, say no, that's, that may that's be the only thing from the from novel. The book. I could be wrong about that, but this is the, probably the Fleming movie or novel that is least like the movie of any of them. You mean there's not a car chase with General Motors nope. cars in the Fleming <laughs> novel? and. People getting not. called pointy heads and stuff? Um, the third nipple thing... Actually, I'm sure pointy it, heads is in the book. There, yeah, there, is, there is one and reference worse. by uh, by one of the uh, quote-unquote pointy heads who says uh, that the third nipple like is a symbol of virility yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But that's... He doesn't really. He he never really does anything that virile. He he's, he 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 kind of threatens to have sex with uh, Mon, or no with Brit. Now that I think about it, maybe it isn't in the book because I remember watching an interview with Tom Mankiewicz saying like, "Oh, wouldn't that be kinky if we do that?" sort of thing yeah it was just a plot device for them to get was it not in the book the third nipple are you sure it could be i don't know Gun. oh i just want to the uh i just this is so okay so we see that the first scene we see is uh the cold open is scaramanga on his island he wants to have a the deadliest game where he wants to hunt man 
So, uh, Nick Knack. Uh, Which is also lifted from the Cornell Wilde movie of the... Yes. Oh. From the 50s. Oh, I don't know that movie. Yeah. So, Nick, and a fine Gilligan's Island episode, too, oh, by the way. A fine oh, Gilligan's Island is that, episode. Is that, is that Vincent Price in that one? Uh, is it Vincent Price? I can't remember who's the bad guy. I think it's really, Vincent, yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. No, The Hunting a Human is always a hilariously good. I think Gilligan's Island was, was it McNamara? What was his name? I don't know. I don't remember right. that episode. And it got a little dark. That's yeah. a dark Gilligan episode. Uh, and then Marianne can't save it with her buoyancy. Oh, Marianne. <laughs> a very, on a very special Gilligan's Island. <laughs> The uh, so uh, Scaramanga Knickknack apparently just sets up these games all the time for Scaramanga. Yeah, because he gets to inherit Scaramanga's island if he's killed. I'd, li- yes. I'd like to know more about that arrangement. Uh, that's the, uh, I think you went before. Yeah. Like, you, know, you know, you know how bad guys are. If they die, they give their uh, yeah. They give their next in command. Oh, well, I love that he's admitting that to Roger Moore at the end, going, "I, I hope you kill him because I get, yeah. all this will be mine." And it's like, oh yeah, the uh, state laws are such that a criminal, if he dies, <laughs> still gets to hand over his. Oh, sure, well, sure. I mean, he paid the estate taxes. World-ending estate. Plus, you also find out that that Scaramanga is just living there rent-free from from the government. Yeah, yeah, because or, he or occasionally some, does a favor for from them. High fat or kill somebody. Yeah. But also, I love that he. He shoots high fat and then just tells high fat second in command that he's in charge now and then that guy's like yeah sure all right yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. that seems legit you killed yeah. him <laughs> you also have to remember the whole solar powered theme of this this was the year yeah. of gas lines right. yeah this was the year of odd and even gas lines and a mm-hmm. huge oil crisis and england was in the middle of a huge one when this was going on and mm-hmm. uh, uh this gerald ford was president and we and there was like whip inflation now buttons and oh, like so the whole subplot of the energy crisis yeah. is, is a big through line in this but they they thankfully spared us Having Arab bad guys. Oh, That's, yeah. Because that would have been the other way to they go. They do they, mention a member the sheikhs will... Uh-huh. Pay, yeah. They move it to Asia so that they can, don't have that. So right. this, this, this movie also... We're so fighting over solar power, by it's, the way. It's crazy. <laughs> but this has the, the scene, I think, in all of the James Bond movies put together, this has the largest instance of know-it-all James Bond. Oh, which is which oh, I'm gonna which I'm gonna I'm gonna play for you right now. You mean... <laughs> this is also your British off. Yes. Chief of Staff, what do you know about a man called Scaramanga, Double Well, let me tell you. Scaramanga. Hmm. Got a minute? Let me think. <laughs> hmm. I've memorized oh, yes. this part. The man with the golden gun. Da, 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 da. Born in the circus. <laughs> Father the ringmaster, possibly Cuban. Mother what? English, a snake charmer. <laughs> I'll he was say. a spectacular trick shot artist by That's the time he was 10 and a local Rio gunman at 15. The KGB recruited him there and trained him in Europe. Is there more? Came, uh, <laughs> an overworked, underpaid assassin. And we he know went anything about him? In the late uh, 50s. Oh, okay. Current price, $1 million a hit. No uh, photograph on file, but he does have one distinguishing feature, however. A superfluous papilla. A what? A mammary gland. A third nipple, son. He always uses a golden bullet. <laughs> you believe this shit? That's what he said. Best. Present domicile unknown. He was also in a lot of Hammer movies. Why, sir? Boom, there it is. Why do you ask? Snap. Snap. Mr. Bond, what do you know about exposition? <laughs> well, let me think. <laughs> Why, sir? Hilarious. That's fantastic. That is the, I think that, I, I will go on record as saying that's the it largest is. instance of that happening. And, it's, and, and they stand there deaf as posts through <laughs> yes. the whole thing. They, they keep giving each other, ca- like, they're almost camera takes. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. like, Jesus Christ. There's the one in Moonraker where he has to identify the poison flower in uh. M's office that's Ridiculous too, and he yeah, knows the Latin yeah. name and what its characteristics. Well, are. the other the other instance of this is when he's explaining how the uh, the uh, power plant works to Scaramanga. Oh, he knows everything about it. Yeah, yeah, here it is. Let me show you, Mr. Bond. 
the summer shirts. <laughs> oh my god, the plaid jacket. He's like Johnny Carson going golfing in this. <laughs> this it's is a an empty set. room for the great stuff. set. Yeah. This is is a few electric toothbrushes. No, hilarity. <laughs> Seventy-four was a great year for humor <laughs> and toothbrushes. A solar energy station. So this is what it's all about. Huh? Thermoelectric generators to and white shoes. solar energy into electricity. Thermoelectric generators. All built by Hyfat's construction company, no doubt. Somehow I seem to have inherited it from them. It's all fully automated. That's Kra, maintenance and security. He looks out. That's, that's the Reverend Kra. Jesse Jackson. <laughs> Why does he only have three letters in his the electricity <laughs> is stored in here somewhere. And there we Science go. was never my strong point. Superconductivity coils cooled by Jesus Christ. If I were you, I wouldn't stick my finger or anything else for that matter in there. At 453 degrees below zero, that liquid helium would break it off like an icicle. You'll never know far more about it than I do. That was the first time where it's like, I, I know they're supposed to be rivals, but in the book, um, uh, Bond works as Scaramanga's like, assistant. Really? His, his apprentice. He's undercover. And the whole contract, uh, because Fleming only did a first version of this and then he died, so he never got to revise this novel, but they put it out anyway. And everybody was asking him before he died, basically, like, why, why does Beirut. Scaramanga keep this guy around? He, he, why, what's the reason? And so they make Scar- he makes Scaramanga sexually attracted to Bond. And I wish really? they kind of done that in the Interesting. book. Oh, know, I wish be. they'd done that too. Yeah. Chris Lee is so tall. He's yes. huge. He's like yes. good looking in six, this. Four, six, yeah. five. Yeah. And the year before is what? Wicker Man yep. and then Three oh. Musketeers. He's on fire in this part. And of the he's 70s, Fleming's 90s. cousin. Yeah. Ian Fleming's yeah. cousin. Really? Yeah. Fleming wanted him to play Dr. No. Nepotism, yeah, yeah, guys. Right. Nepotism. Serious nepotism. Instead of uh, the fantastically Jewish Chinese Dr. No, <laughs> Joseph Weissman. <laughs> Joseph Weissman. <laughs> I know. With Joseph Weissman as an Oriental. Oh, we read this as wise man. I'm yeah. sorry. We have to. We have to <laughs> Not since Eli Wallet. We have to go. <laughs> Joseph Pointy Head Weissman. It's in that grand tradition of Jews playing every nationality, like Alan Arkin and Eli Wallach. And Joel Wallach. Silver and Remo Williams. Yeah, yeah, Joel that? Yeah. Silver. He plays Mickey Rooney and Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, yeah. God. Fantastic. It is fucking hot. Not here. Joel Silver. It's really hot. Is it Joel Silver? Joel. We were on Not Joel Silver. Joel Silver, the producer of The Matrix? No, Joel. Who is who's the Joel guy? Gray. Joel Gray. Yes. Joel Gray, that's yeah. right. And, 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 and uh, Reno. Remo, Remo Williams. Remo Williams, yeah. Is that the Fred Ward one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although, Joel Gray does a pretty good job on that one. I, I love I Joel Gray. Yeah. yeah. It's just, a, it's, I'd, I'd like to go watch that again yeah. right now. See I, I, that's not so long ago. So good. Uh, wow. So James Bond knows a lot he about knows, superconductivity. Knows and everything and, now, there so is to know. So he goes into the fun house to, 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 to hone his chops. Yeah. And, that's where he stays sharp. Oh, but we don't know that yet because we just think that like somehow Knickknack uh, is trying to kill this guy because he's lurking and he's and he's uh, he's got this console full of buttons. And yes, things. he sure does. And it's, it's almost as if the direction where, um, Hervey, can you just mash crudely at the, at the controls? Yeah, he, yeah. He's completely just hand-handing yeah. everything. <laughs> Maybe is, we can open this door since this door is Yeah, closed. might as well open that door. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it, Will that let more hot air in? No, I think it should be. It is strange. Yeah, this is a convection oven today. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm smoking a ham in here. Oh, it is <laughs> It is warm as fuck. So he got... He, because his family used to work in a circus, so it's kind of circusy themed, and it's kind of like a, a carnival... Right. Mixed with Lady from Shanghai. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so now what what's happening here is... Uh, MI6 has somehow gotten a, a golden bullet with 007 written on it. 
somehow mailed to them. Yeah. I don't know how you mail something to MI6, the yeah, secret right. place. But it happened. So now James assumes... Well, because he's the most well-known secret agent of yeah, all time. I know. In this movie, more than anyone, he's James Bond. Oh, I know him. He was on Not... the cover of Spy yeah. Magazine. <laughs> Spy Magazine. <laughs> uh, the perfect uh, wax figure likeness of him yeah. mm-hmm. that yeah. is there. Uh, That's been ripped from Madame Tussauds yeah. from the year before. <laughs> and shakes a little bit. Yeah, it does. Well, listen. And is heavily made up. Roger can't stand still for anybody. <laughs> uh, so now James thinks he's off his case he's got to go find uh the man with the golden gun before he finds him uh, a lot of pronouns there but you follow yeah so he has to go to bangkok to, to meet lazar the manufacturer of the bullet right? yes well i love this actor i wish yeah. he was a lazar is great yeah. he goes to macau to get that oh, okay, okay yeah. yeah but he goes to macau? he has to find the bullet first yeah. which is uh speak now forever hold your peace Great line. Great line. When he's pointing at his crotch, uh-huh. speak now or forever hold your peace. So the the big the big gaff in this movie is the mirror, oh, yes. which yeah. totally gets to hit, Jeff. and you just see everybody you know on the this crew. Great? There's yeah, a fight happening see. at the uh, at, in the uh, in the belly rooms, the, the belly Be- dancers, the room, belly dancers, and room. they come across uh, the fight. They go by a mirror, and the entire. The, the craft service guys in the shot. I mean, yeah, every, right, this right, is right. an infamous the gaffer, gaff. the best boy. If you haven't watched the movie yet and don't know about this, look for it when they're fighting in the belly dancers' break room. Yeah, so I, I'm going to go ahead and uh, pull it up just so you guys can see break it. But room. keep keep talking. <laughs> what were they also thinking? Like, was that the best take they had? They could have cut before the mirror moves. Well, I think they were under Saltzman the impression. And Broccoli were not getting along. I don't think. No, they is, broke up right this after. This is uh, Saltzman's last yeah. movie. There's a funny story about Saltzman on this. So they get to Bangkok right when this movie's about to be made. And Saltzman's on his own. This is on the documentary. Uh, and he's looking at these elephants, and he goes, oh, yes, let's have an elephant stampede in this film. Just thinking, let's just do it. So apparently to have elephants move quickly in any kind of urban landscape or whatever, they have to have these special elephant shoes. So he orders 200 expensive elephant oh shoes. God. Forgets about this set piece. It never. He never speaks to anybody about it. Never manifests itself in the screenplay. And then, like halfway or three quarters of the way through shooting, two hundred elephant shoes arrive on set. And basically, Cubby Broccoli's like, well, "What are you? What are you doing? What, what, what's happening?" Two hundred elephant yeah. shoes. And there's no elephant stampede or anything anymore in the script. Wow. You know. You know if you just mouth the words "elephant shoes," it looks just like "I love you." Oh. <laughs> and elephant shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Also, if you, want to speak high, if you want to be a posh English person, um, the word ears and eyes are also the word yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. And yeah. Yeah. I want to stand to your ass. Okay, yeah. There's, 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 the, there's the guy. Yeah, so there's the, the guy. Cam- oh, my God. Camera there's, assistance. There's a light kit right there. That guy's over there. They're just like, yeah, let's keep going. And fuck it. <laughs> no and problem. And fuck it. I love it. <laughs> Rolling and, and fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Camera speed and fuck it. I love guys who make guns in movies. If you remember the Day of the Jackal, the guy he goes to to have the him oh, make, yeah. make that's fantastic. Yeah. Anyone who's the craftsperson who oh. makes the gun is always a great character. Yeah. Or like this, this, uh, when Sonny Chiba is it, and Kill Bill making yeah. the swords. Like yeah, yeah. I, I love yeah. I love the guy that oh. makes this stuff. Mickey Rourke's the bomb guy in uh, uh, um, Body Heat or whatever. Oh yeah, There's yeah, always yeah. the guy who's the expert on some weird shit. Later on, when he when uh, when they're at the, <laughs> when they're at the, the Lucite dining room table, uh, sorry, uh, <laughs> and and he from Levitt's. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you love it and love it. Wow. Uh, Scaramanga oh. puts that gun together in no time flat. Oh, yeah. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's on the table. He's using his it's pen. Right. 
It's a pen. It's a lighter. Yeah. It's uh, and a cufflinks. And, a cu- and cufflinks. Yeah. You can buy a, uh, a pretty good replica of I that. I still ask for myself like why I have I was going to say, yeah, surely you would have had that I one. I know. I should. That was a famous gun. Yeah. I like in the uh, in the GoldenEye video game when you when you got the golden gun. Yeah. One it, shot one killed shot, you. One shot. Done. Yeah. Yep. That was a great video game. Yeah. That is the best game. We've talked about it many times. So he f- tracks down the bullet, which is in the belly button of a dancer. Naturally. Uh, because it killed a double O agent yeah. previously, and she thought it would be a good luck to stick it in her belly button. It is my charm. <laughs> I've lost my charm. <laughs> Not from where like, I'm standing. Did, did Hervé Villas just do her ADR? Yes, yes, he did. Uh, uh, so James swallows the bullet because he gets hit, and, and then and you see the shape of that bullet. He yeah. has Jacket. to he has to pass that thing shaped like. Uh, now here's what I think. Do you think that he? You think he shit it out, or do you think he went and got some whatever that? Well, is he that goes. Makes you vomit? He says, "I have to go oh. to the. I have to go to the pharmacy." Yeah, I'm. I'm. That's a laxative joke. Mm-hmm. You think so? Oh, yeah. yeah, because oh, yeah. because you have no idea what this went through. What, what I went through to get this, yeah, or what, yeah. it's, what it's gone through. To me. <laughs> yeah. He's talking about. I went to go, take me to the pharmacy. He's going to go buy some. Right. Uh, some this is this is screen written by Tom Mankiewicz for the most part. And same, Bomb, yeah. yeah, and so same with Diamonds Are Forever, where they hide the diamonds in in the elementary canal mm-hmm. of uh, of that one guy. So a lot of a lot of bowel movement. Jokes. Yeah, but let's. Uh, when weren't those funny? Yeah. <laughs> so they go to. He finds out. Am the, I right or am I right? 1974. <laughs> a lot of things weren't funny in 74. That is the other thing about these movies is we're in the golden age of one of the golden ages of cinema, and you've got these weird, campy movies that don't stack up against Mm-mm. these other gr- gritty films. It really has lost its way. Godfather Two, yeah. The Conversation, The yeah. Passenger by yeah. Antonioni. Yeah. These are the movies that are coming out then. Uh, a taxi driver. And this, man this is with the, the era. Golden gun. And man with the golden gun. With boy, what you doing? Found Chef J W Pepper. Like fucking in the middle of the, yes. maybe the greatest yeah. era of cinema Let's, since uh, the, right oh, after the war. Yes. Oh, network. Oh, no, no. Network. What is yeah, the network's that year? Network's the goes, same oh, year. When's Bonnie and Clyde? Oh, I don't. Uh, don't Sixty-nine. The mid seventies. We're talking about Sleeper. Love and Death is this year. I mean, there's all these superb movies from this. Era, man, a man who would be kings from seventy five. When's Wild Bunch too? When is that? Wild Bunch is seventy one. Uh, oh, right wow. before. Meanwhile, James Bond needs to go to a pharmacy. Hotel, Mister? No, the nearest pharmacy. So I can take a giant one. <laughs> I need to shit out a mushroomed bullet. But this leads to my favorite, the most British man in the movie. Oh, Colthorpe. Yes, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Even but his just mustache. Tell me where it was made I love how annoyed James Bond is by that. This guy has a booth grams, which leads us to deduce it was fired from a 4.2 millimeter Bond's gun. board. there's no such thing as a 4.2 millimeter gun. The fact that no this record. Side. Look at the background. <laughs> the, the experiment in the back. Military or civil producing such a bullet doesn't mean it doesn't exist. 007. He's so annoyed by them. On he put on a very special double-breasted jacket for this scene. Why do they He'll take time to no show that background? Because they're going to blow something up. Yeah, they blow it up. Well, I wouldn't go so far as to say that. The workmanship is undemanding according to our standards. Soft 23 carat gold with traces of Fecal matter. nickel. <laughs> Hardly ever used in Europe. Comes from India. What, nickel? Far East. Ooh, Far East. We're lucky, look. We lucky he didn't say Inja. Nickel content obviously too low, 007. Lazar? Why Lazar. does Bond selectively not know this shit? <laughs> right? Yeah. He didn't have a microscope at home. <laughs> Highly specialized? Yes, I concur. Of course we blow up a wall. Okay. <laughs> not what? Who? 
Portuguese lives in Macau. Portuguese. Who made the bullet, Double O Seven? Zappy made the bullet. I love how they're so patronizing. <laughs> Do pay attention. How British am I? <laughs> I said bond. So they go to Macau, which uh, have any have anybody been to Macau at this no, table? No, but Bond has. Very exciting. Very exciting. Well, Jeff and I had a long conversation about whatever kind of uh, dumbwaiter basket gambling. Okay, mm-hmm. I was, was going to say you uh, have to gamble that? in a basket what, if you what? go to Macau. There's, there's people on the ground playing some sort of weird domino pachinko. <laughs> right. Nice. So are the people above betting on yes, who's going to win down below? And, and there's monkeys. And, and so there's, <laughs> there's baskets, but you can also get a pack of smokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what, what the? Some gum. Uh, who's <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I want to know more about high-low basket game. Yeah, yeah. What is that? Well, it's like is that th- Cambodian sip water? <laughs> <laughs> That's high fat gal. High fat gal. I don't know. I it's mean, fantastic. Someone will I, tell I, us. I, I need to go to Macau. If I if I ever do for any reason end up in Macau on my travels so my itinerant wanderings, mm. I want to walk into a building and I want a fucking basket game. Yeah, you happening. do. Yeah. I want a monkey and I want some opium <laughs> yeah. and and I want a cigarette box full of bullets. Yeah. There are two Macau casinos and Bond movies, and the difference between them is is stark. But. By the What's way, the other one with Lachif? No, it's um, Skyfall when oh, he goes. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's here's something I noticed watching casino. this movie. I feel like James Bond has run out of places to go. Yeah. Because there's a lot of uh, imagery in this that comes up later. And I don't know if it's callbacks or if they're just like, fuck, we've been everywhere. I think we've so, too, because this movies. is also when they, they start making the movies by location scouting. That's right. their first right. concern yeah. is where well, do those, we go. The, you were saying those islands that Scaramanga lives on were not really known at the time of No, now. this right. movie put them on the oh, map. Oh, and they're so stunning. That's yeah. one of the best parts yeah. of the movie. The scenery yeah. at the end yeah. is fantastic. When they're, oh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> no, no, when, no, when they're flying that awesome, uh, that awesome plane, that, yeah. that, that float yeah. plane, and they're beautiful flying through, those, uh, through the, like, the atolls out there, yeah. I'm almost certain that, uh, is it John Barry? He yeah. does the music uh-huh. for a moment. Absolutely steals Rogers and Hammerstein, South Pacific, and that is oh, probably uh, likely. Uh, there's a Bally High moment. I mean, God, he steals "Live and Let Die" for the own score when you yeah. see yeah. J.W. Pepper. Yeah, or yeah. But uh, you, they're called the James Bond Islands. That's now? the like yeah. informal name. Yeah, even when you go there, go to the James Bond Islands. Which islands? The islands. Bond. <laughs> Bond. James Bond Islands. Islands. <laughs> islands. James Bond Islands. <laughs> Elephant shoes. Uh, Yo, you're just saying. Elephant shoe too. Elephant shoe too. Also, olive juice. <laughs> I love juice. So James tra- tracks down Lazar, uh, discovers that uh, he has he's dropping off the bullets in uh, at Macau at the casino. They go play the weird basket game. We can't figure out what it is. Uh, and then uh, he needs to find. Uh, he needs to track Mod Adams. Mm-hmm. We all need to chalk them out. Oh my God. Five foot nine, you guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So we get. Uh, <laughs> Easy, Greg. We got she, she's Octopussy. That's Octopussy. Yeah. And uh, she still lives in LA and she still looks fantastic. I, yeah, I saw her recently with Britt Eklund. I took a yeah. photo with them and Britt, Wait, Britt Eklund was a huge. like Bearing the lead? Yeah. Bearing the lead here? I went to some music of Bond event like year, a couple of years ago. It was before I knew you. I would have oh, taken you with me. Thanks. Uh, but I took a picture with them, and Britt Eklund was just, no, give it to me. Give me the camera. Okay, look, you have to point it down. You can't, I, no, it has to be this way. It has mm-hmm. to be this way. And Maud Adams couldn't have been more elegant nice. and genial. She was so. Did, did, uh, she, did she throw you one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We went in a supply closet, <laughs> twisted around each other a little bit like a couple of red vines. <laughs> And her words. <laughs> her words. Wow. 
this is the introduction if of. If you want uh, to see all of Maude Adams, there's a really creepy movie from the '70s called Tattoo with I, Bruce Stern. I do. Yeah, okay. I do. You get, you get to Good see to uh, the Morning Dew. What? <laughs> the Morning Dew. <laughs> oh. You get to see everything. Coconuts. Full, the whole enchilada. Delta. Yeah, yeah. It is <laughs> her words. She is <laughs> her words. She's superb. Uh, so James tracks and in them. a bunch of James Bond movies, probably more yeah. than any other person. Three of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a little cameo in View to a Kill. Or cameo. She's just an extra, really. Cause like a feed. They just put her in as a, she was on set visiting. I think um, I have a theory that Cubby Broccoli was maybe he had a little thing for her because he kept bringing her back. Him and a good deal of the Northern Hemisphere. Yeah, yeah. I also just found out something. I, forgive me. I don't remember who sent this to me on Twitter, but I'll try to find it. He directed me to a, a link for uh, the guy that produced the Three Stooges. I can't remember his name. Do you know by name? Ted Healy? Yes, no, yes, no. yes. Was killed in a fight. Was he? And they never... Well, he died, but he was in a fight hours before Are you sure that. someone just didn't pull his hair and it hurt really bad? <laughs> Did someone take pliers to his nose? Yeah. So they, there was this whole deal where he, he got in a fight, and they didn't know if the fight had something to do with that. And later, Cubby Broccoli admitted to being one of the people that, that was killed in the Ted fight, Healy was in the fight. He was with British, him. yeah. Yeah, but they never. The coroner did not rule the fight as the cause of death, but it happened hours before. Wow. And Cubby wow. Broccoli was one of the people that maybe was he got his fight. head ironed. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you I know just, what it was? He asked for some coffee and Curly put too much sugar in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's alum. <Yeah>. I just, <laughs> alum, that was always the joke. God. I just want to uh, hear James Bond refer to a car as an inverted also, bedpan, which we'll hear right now. Right. Uh, Maude Adams is also awesomely in the movie Rollerball, which is another movie that came out exactly <gasps> at the same time she's as in this. That? Yep. Oh. And Christopher Lee couldn't do Tommy because he did this movie and he was on location. Who was he going to be in Tommy? He was going to be the, the doctor uncle? that Jack Nicholson oh. plays in the movie. Oh, oh yeah, wow. Yeah. I think he made the right choice. Rollerball. There's another one. Wow. I've, I've never seen the, that. Rollerball, the, first, the, the best first 15 minutes of any movie ever. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bunch of rich people blowing up trees. Yeah, the, the, the middle of it's tedious, but the games are awesome. Oh, yeah. The games are really awesome. Because they just... really are playing with roller derby guys, and they play the game, and oh, it's, it's, it's pretty fun. Watch the first 20 minutes of Rollerball, and it's heaven on earth. Then... From Houston, the energy city. <laughs> After uh, we're done Jonathan with e. James Jonathan Bond movies, let's just Jonathan. do the early 70s. We'll do roller bonding. We'll just do the early well, 70s. If we did nothing but early 70s movies, I'll be here every week. <laughs> <laughs> it's my wheelhouse. <laughs> Noted. We haven't mentioned how awesome the Queen Elizabeth liner is that they use the MI6. Oh, yeah. Great. Oh, yeah. That is, and build those. We haven't gotten there yet. That's oh, we really haven't? clever. No. Yeah, it was. Oh, God. We, 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 we went by it on the boat. To cover. Yeah, we got, some, we got some ground to cover. Okay. But I just want to hear him say inverted bedpan. <laughs> Madam, would you be good enough to move this inverted bedpan? I'm sorry I'm late, James. <laughs> Jesus. But you signaled from a car only just reached the office. You're a great help. Good night. Now, get onto the license bureau and trace that car. AU603, a green rose. A green rose? MG. A green rose Royce. There can't be that many in Hong Kong. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why does she laugh? Because she knows that they all belong here. Courtesy cars. All green Rolls Royces belong to the oh. Peninsula Hotel. You see what a two-year posting to staff intelligence does for a girl? James. Oh, it makes her hair manageable. <laughs> She's having a L'Oreal Where are you going? Moment. I need some information. Got a shit of bullet. 
<laughs> Look at the lining of his coat. Oh, oh it's yeah, fantastic. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Oh, my God. It's like a batik. For the 70s, not bad suits. The 70s have some pretty shady. Uh, I love yeah, the, the plaid suit. suit later is bad, but some of the double-breasted things are fabulous. Oh, yeah, they managed mostly to keep He's Roger also really Moore. thin there still. Yeah. He, he yeah. hasn't gained the weight that and, he later yeah. in the Moonraker yeah. and shit. Yeah. When they go to the <laughs> Queen Elizabeth liner and Hip, the, the, his counterpart there, has a double-breasted suit with lapels that are basically extending past oh, his yeah, shoulders. Yeah, flying away. They're crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's like the 40s. The seventies uh, are like the forties with the giant, giant lapels, fat ties, and fat, fat ties, and plaid. Fat ties in this movie. So James has tracked the golden bullets to Maude Adams. Maude Adams takes them. He tracks her down to her hotel room, and then he uh, beats information out of her. <laughs> I like that part. <laughs> I, I yeah. do too. I like. Certainly slaps her around. Too. Yeah. You I know think, what? Sometimes I think you had to do. Am it. I all right? Am I, and I don't want to offend anyone in your audience when they're asking for it. <laughs> there's a look in their eye when well, they won't come clean with the info. Uh, dude, I'm on a mission. Yeah. I got stuff to do for the government of the queen. I think it tracks with the character of James Bond to do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. no, he's cool. It, it, doesn't, cool. it doesn't track it doesn't, with Roger it, Moore. No, that's the difference, yeah. right? If yeah. Sean Connery, you always believed in the sadism. Yeah. And that, I think that's the key to James Bond's Bond, is yeah. that he's yeah. sadistic. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. I don't Certainly like about in the books. The big problem for me at this, at this movie, at, by this point in the movie, you realize there's not going to be any money spent on any of the locations. It's all really chintzy looking. Like the, the, When you go through that little uh, that house of horrors at Scaramanga's yeah. place, you see duct tape. You see, yep. you see wiring stick out? Yeah. It's really shitty. They spend money on the locations. They don't spend much money seemingly on um, the decorating the production them. design. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Except the, like, the well, when you get that, that, that control room. I think the, the control end. room's yeah, really cool the looking. Room is great. This is also production designed by a one-off guy. I can't remember his name. So it's not Ken Adam, who's amazing, and it's not Peter Lamont. And this is um, what's his name's last picture, right? In the chain? Guy Hamilton? Guy Hamilton, whatever. yeah. It's the last one. He uh, helms, as it were. Yeah. Didn't we're on to, what, Terry Young or whatever after uh, that? No, it's Lewis Gilbert for another two. And then John Glenn, right? The amazing John Glenn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. he figures, I got Maude Adams and Britt Eklund running around in this movie. No one's going to be looking at the duct tape. Right. It's not a lot Except to for do. a young Jeff Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they go to the Bottoms Up Club. Where the women tape their hair to their breasts. And... I love it. <laughs> and uh... Are we going to get to see the beating at all? Uh, which beating? Oh, sure, yeah. Which beating? <laughs> I'm sorry, the beating. Which, well, there's a lot of beatings in this movie. Here we go. God, well, we're supposed to believe Roger Moore can physically <laughs> take Maude Adams. Yeah, he can take his own <laughs> wife. Like his carrier government warning. Yeah. Give me that. I'm not attracted to Maude Adams. Oh, really? No. Give me that. Yeah. You know why, Jeff? She's more than you can handle. <laughs> Smash her. Uh-huh. Why you hurting my arm? I'll break it unless you tell me where those bullets go. Oh, I can't. In a gun. Cry. <laughs> Don't kill me. Who? Scary uh, manga. I can't tell you. You're not attractive to my arm? No, I don't like the, the mannish jawline thing. That's all I'm I like. I'm kind of on board see with what you can Jeff. do when you try I'll take my Brit Eklund any day over mm. my head. Oh, Brit Eklund. She's so dumb in this. She yeah. really is. I'll work for him. And his army. I'm his. Oh, so he's a lover, too. <laughs> Roger Moore's Poor hair is kids. fucking awesome in this. Bullfighters do the same thing. I got it bad for not Adams. Look at that. I mean, come on. His eyes on me. Where can I find him? There's a line. Yeah, you do. Oh, someone's going to get hit again. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I said where? I don't know yeah. where. He doesn't tell me everything. I know he has a date at the Bottoms Up Club tonight. You're saying you don't love Maude Adams? <laughs> she can take a punch like that? That incredulous <laughs> Craig Proops. You don't love her? Look at the way she's being beaten. 
<laughs> Maybe I'm revealing a little more than I want to about myself. <laughs> she's, she's very your type, though. She's, she's, she's got a bit of Jennifer in her, too. Oh, I was going to say, giant brunettes are yeah. really in my wheelhouse. Me, too. <laughs> So uh, he tracks. I'm uh, looking at you, Jeff Davis. <laughs> Elephant shoes. <laughs> You're a little too giant. <laughs> that is what she said. Uh, so he's tracked tracked to the Bottoms Up Club, where James is assuming that uh, he's going to find Scaramanga. But what he doesn't realize is that Scaramanga's there, but with a contract on someone else entirely. Oh, oh my goodness! Mystery. Tricky Dickums. So. What ensues is James getting arrested by a uh, guy who we're like, oh my god, what's what's happening Move here? Away from <laughs> He's so creepy. He really is. Take the trouble to examine that gun. You'll notice it hasn't been fired. Anything you have to say, you can say at the station. Pulling up in a Land Rover. Why Defender would Bond go quietly? He never goes quietly in any other no, movies. It's no. pure plot convenience. Yeah, well, you know. Also, he could have told him right there, "Hey, come with me. We're on, I'm on the run." Oh, team. but he says why he doesn't. I because he goes. What. He goes. You. You. Uh, I, I, Asian police have no authority in Asia. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's some bad cover about how they. Uh, current. I, I didn't know how much you knew or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So the state prices in Hong Kong. Quite he thinks he's in from really. Russia with love. Here we are in the the awesome boat. It's it's such a great, we managed to solve it. great set. I thought the salvage fighter plane was going to come back somehow. No, just some set pieces. Good evening, 007. This could be like a surrealist Fellini film. Right? Yeah, yeah. the way they tilted everything. It, yeah. <clears throat> He often has an Asian uh, goat liaison, Tiger Tanaka. Tiger Tanaka. Yeah. Sorry, Commander. I had to get you away from the Hong Kong police, but didn't know how much you knew. There you are. Nothing. Uh, <laughs> Notice he's Commander, because he's in the Royal Navy. Scaramanga does not have a contract on me. He couldn't have missed me tonight. Instead, he hit some chap coming out of a club. Some chap. I got quite a shock when I saw who it was. I should think you did. I should think you did. Oh, missing solar energy expert, Gibson. Yes, Gibson. I love, why is Q here? Under certain conditions. What is Q doing in this scene? You never know when you need some more shit. You never know when you need a scolding. If I remember correctly, this is where he writes down third nipple and hands it to Q. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For the... I oh, is that why he's there? So we can get the third nipple? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. is dumb. Yep, it's, dumb. it's super dumb. D-U-M. Uh, so, well, let's just go ahead and skip into, uh, th- we're just about to meet, uh, J.W. Pepper. <laughs> oh, boy. Are we skipping through high fat? Um, I was gonna say... Oh, you wanna I'm, hear some high fat? No, sure. I'm, I'm did we... Have we got to the? We haven't. No, we haven't got to the fights on the uh, on on Grizzly Grizzly Land yet. No, 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 no. Uh, Grizzly Land with the like the sumo wrestlers and the yeah. little little Hervé. Yeah. Little Hervé, as opposed to the other kind. I'd also like to point out that in the early movies, he's driving an Aston Martin, yep. and now we're driving General Motors automobiles yeah. that are basically on for sale during yeah. this movie. That, yeah, that's like when Brosnan <laughs> had to drive those BMWs. Please, yeah, please head to the right. lobby to meet your local your GM salesperson. It'll be out there to uh, take your name. Uh, I hope I can buy a Matador after this movie, <laughs> just like James Bond. 
Let's go out to the lobby and buy ourselves a car. Which car that Christopher Lee flies? That's an AMC car, too. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a Pacer, right? Yeah. A pacer. I don't know if it is, but it is an AMC. Yeah. yeah. And he puts Brit Eklund in the trunk and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, as so we all would like to, I believe. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the misogyny in this episode. It's not just misogyny. It's good times. <laughs> you have to remember, this is a long time ago. Hard to separate. <laughs> Things were different then, and it was cool. <laughs> In due time, I shall be laid to rest here in my mausoleum after a useful, happy, long life. And I do not intend to allow Mr. Bond to shorten it. How about that summer suit with the slash pockets? Yeah, a cream suit is hard to pull. Oh, yeah. So what you just heard was High Fat, (laughs) who is a wealthy uh, businessman who wants to get solar energy, right? That's the plot here? Is the... Is the dancer who's who's Chew Me? Have we met She's her? the swimming lady. Chew Me, oh, is right. the, Chew, Chew Me, come on, Jesus Christ, get me out of here! Um, it got worse. There was Mrs. Yeah. There was Miss Goodhead a couple of movies yeah, later. Holly Goodhead. It got worse. What we put together for the first time on this podcast, we, we didn't even consider this as a double entendre. In the first movie, his girlfriend's name is Sylvia Trench. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so straightforward. You don't even consider it as a double entendre. Trench. Diamonds Trench. are forever. Someone's got a name too. Uh, plenty O'Toole. Yeah, plenty O'Toole. Yeah. Oh, plenty. That's like Dick Tracy. Plenty. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Or a garbage pail kid. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, uh, all right, J.W. Pepper. J.W. Pepper is coming up here. This guy, I want to punch. This is the best give part. Me that, give me that time traveling phone and let me go. To, uh, do you realize he, he did he did a set of car commercials too? Like he oh, was a, really? he was a star off the back of this. He really he's in was. Untouchables. Yeah, he's the uh, the judge in Untouchables. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I have a soft spot for this guy. I really huh. do, and even the character a little bit. And carrying the handkerchief around, whatnot. Yeah. And he, I, well, I believe we're supposed to understand he's on holiday in the Far East with his his yeah, lovely right. wife. Yeah, his Democrat wife. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You poor heads has no more idea of traffic control than a goonie bird. Zing. <laughs> has no more idea about a traffic control than a goonie bird. See, but bird. you have to understand, we're making fun of the ugly American abroad, just like with the Maude Adams scene. Man, well, I, b- I believe what we skipped over. <laughs> yes. Maybe not. When he get when he gets in that little sandpan, that little bo- little boat with the with the crazy motors with the with the with the, yeah, with, yeah, with yeah. the Vitamix uh, bl- bl- blender blade <laughs> sure. on, on the end of it, the Krupp snake, and, he, and he's and he's holding them at bay. <laughs> have, we, have we skipped the uh, when he when he's when he's fled the uh, the dojo after kicking ass? We did, yeah, yeah, yeah. but. In that powder uh, blue gear, and, and, and so he, there's, there's four guys in the riverbank, and he's and he, and he takes the, the outboard motor, which is 20 feet long, and with a spinning uh, blender on the end of it, and he calls it. I believe it's what they call it. The two schoolgirls are yeah, awesome. Come on, is that good fun or what? That's very, yeah, very charming and super hot. Yeah. With a melon. I forgot to tell you, their father runs the dojo. <laughs> Oh, this guy's active. This guy's active. Watch this. Right in the Ganubles. I don't know if Roger Moore is acting. Is any better in this scene? (laughs) Hong Kong Jim Carrey. Here we go. Oh, dear. My hero. Should we we chase him now or wait till they get to the bridge? I love this score so much. 
Okay, he has the line when he gets in the boat that it's, this is one of his worst parts. This is the exact cue that we use for the theme song of Super That's Hero. fantastic. Hello! His, 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 polite, his politeness to close the door for the ladies. That's pretty makes funny. The guy makes the Lieutenant High think that uh, yeah, Lieutenant a- Hip think that he's in the car. That's that. The whole reason he goes on this next chase is because he's forgotten in a car. Ugh, really contrived. So okay, here we go. This is also coming up. Oh yeah, here's the vitamin. Here's the line. What you might call a Mexican screw-off, gentlemen. What? A Mexican screw-off. No, no, oh, you guys aren't familiar with it's, Mexican screw-off? It, it's what you might call a Mexican screw-off, but it's, it's not what you would call a Mexican, Mexican screw-off. Mexican standoff? I wouldn't call anything Mexican a Mexican standoff, screw-off. but it's a screw because yeah. right. yeah. that's the screw Boy. on the boat. That really? one, you know, was written on set. Mm-hmm. Try this one. <laughs> Try this one. It'll be killer. I'd really love them. Perfect. Up. Moving on. <laughs> and fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so then he goes on to uh, the little boy comes with the elephant. So between him shoving, getting the boy to help him, and then shoving him off the boat, beating Maude Adams, I think this movie is James Bond at his worst. Yeah, it's, he's pretty nasty in this one. Uh, he was said in one of the interviews, like, He's not very proud of that moment as the ambassador for UNICEF. Mm-hmm. You know, he not my proud. And especially since Audrey Hepburn gave him the post, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's something I want you to do for me, Roger. <laughs> Let's see. I'm trying Let's to take over this, this position for me. Well, I'd be happy to, Audrey. Now, of course, James's uh, robe is made of blue terry cloth. Oh, yeah. uh, and and ha- evidently there was a warehouse of blue terry. And, oh. and when he kicks the guy in the face, uh, kind of unceremoniously and un- ungentlemanly, uh, like uh, he's wearing powder blue as well. Follow mm. yeah. blue terry cloth. Follow. <laughs> Listen to Matt's cloth. inner monologue. <laughs> Must wear blue terry cloth. God, I love it. What is the scene too where Britt Eklund is putting up a protest and then she suddenly goes, "I'm weak." Yeah, remember that. Yeah, oh, that's in the bedroom, right? She, 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 uh, he, he tries to get her in bed, and she's like, no. She, she leaves him oh, at dinner. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, then, and then, then she... Oh, you, you, you came around uh, uh, a little faster than I thought. She goes, yeah, the, my, I guess my hard-to-get uh, hard act didn't really hold up. What, what changed your mind? I was, I'm weak. <laughs> yeah, I, I, nothing. Wow. We're in this movie. That's what changed my mind. It's my, it's I believe my... she says it's not her scene in one yes. point, which is then you know yes. it's the oh, 70s. Yeah. It's not yeah. your bag and it's not your scene. The, you get uh, off your trip. Kidding. This next exchange we're about to see uh, is my favorite exchange between Scarmont. Her and hair and is Bond. lustrous. Oh, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. So. Jesus, she's a dope in this. She's one of the worst actors in a Bond movie. She's bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's right up there with Halle Berry. Oh, holy <laughs> You still don't like Maud Adams? Post, I mean, post-mortem? You were the creepy. <laughs> He's trying to be funny and entertaining. <laughs> We've had dead Herbie Villages on the show. <laughs> How creepier can it get? <laughs> we called him, though, in the past. He was alive. Maud Adams is still alive as far as I'm concerned. Yep. <laughs> and... I'm going to steal that anyway. your <laughs> It must be in here somewhere, dear. I saw the man in the shop give it to you. This is a great Without little exchange. Without the ticket, we can't get a receipt for customs. You won't find it in there, Mr. Bond. I looked before you came. I wouldn't do that either. Look behind you. Gun. Lower. <laughs> Lower. Not altogether threatening. A gun and a bag of peanuts. How original. What will they think of next? Look how deadpan Hervey is. He's, he underplays it. He's watching My name is Scaramanga. <laughs> And I'm better looking than you. I feel I know you, although I never thought we should ever really meet. It's a very great pleasure for me, Mr. Bond. He's so good. Thanks to Miss Anders. He's fabulous. 
You've a strange way of showing your gratitude. A mistress cannot serve two masters. I hear that, the boys. Shots, but most gratifying. <laughs> well, we all get our jollies one way or another. Because it's the 70s, we get jollies. Guns, Mr. Did you hear your rocks When off? I was yeah, a boy, yeah. I was brought up in a circus. My only real friend was a magnificent African bull elephant. Okay. I'll never forget that elephant. <laughs> one day, his handler mistreated him and he went berserk. Bleeding. Let me tap. You guys Dying. tasseled loafers. He came yeah. and found me. Stood on one leg. His best trick. Picked me up and put me on his back. I'd like to buy some peanuts. gun to his eye. I emptied my stage pistol into his. An eye for an eye. Not. So they have the solar plex. Solar plex? Mm-hmm. Is, they that, have the is that what it's called? The overthruster. Agitator. Solex agitator. The Solex. The solar plex is a flux workout device. The flux yeah. capacitor. The Ark of the Covenant. Uh, <laughs> the MacGuffin. Yeah. So now, at this point, the, at this point, mission accomplished. Right. They got what they needed let's to get. Just, let's just get out of here. All again. they have to do is leave. Yeah. And curtain. Oh, let's but give it to no. <laughs> Britt Eklund has to put you a... You dumbass. <laughs> Britt Eklund decides she, she, she has the magnetic tracking device. Yeah. Stick it under the bumper like yeah. everybody yeah. else does. Yeah. You don't have to open... Yeah. Pick the lock. Not only does she open the trunk, she takes a year to look in the trunk and yeah. then acts like she doesn't know what her hands do. <laughs> She's like, put device in thing. Like, Brett, go, 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 go. <laughs> but a bit heavy on the Scandinavian models. Two girls yeah, from Sweden two in this Swedes, one. Two Swedes, yeah. So, uh, Lieutenant, Sweet. they have to chase her down now in the back of Scaramanga's uh, car. Do you have to? Uh, oh, look at that car. That color. Ooh. You never see that color anymore. Is it, is it pewter? What is that? It's like bronzy. Bronze. A whole new look, driving guys, experience. Right. The, the AMC, AMC Matador. The actual showroom in the movie. So much product placement. I don't want to say it's the 70s, but David Soul's driving the car. What the hell is going on? Chewing tobacco. Secret agent, that English secret agent from England, the one on all the magazine covers, (laughs) (laughs) the the world's best kept secret. (laughs) They got a statue of you in Piccadilly Square. Uh, the comedy never stops in this one. You remember in the in the one before when they were in the boat race, or boat chase, and he goes, he's a secret agent. He goes, for whose side? That's what it is. For whose side? <laughs> right. J.W. Pepper. Nobody cuts him. I runs. saw that, you some bitch. I'm going to barbecue your ass in molasses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, are you skipping ahead? Because we got to talk about that uh Corkscrew stunt. Let's talk about yes, it. Please. One of the Let's best talk about stunts. It. One of the greatest stunts and one of the most disappointing bits of audio. Of all. I was going to yeah. say the audio completely undermines the stunt. Notorious, notorious bad call. They, I think no. John Barry has even said we shouldn't have done that. No, they shouldn't because the stunt is extraordinary. Why is that John Barry's job to put to put that sound effect? In I think front? they made him do it at the time. They thought it would. This was kind of a comedy yeah. ass Bond movie. Right. If you notice, it's We're not talking played about the, for thrills. The slide whistle on the corkscrew. Yeah, together. yeah. So this is the yeah, first so if you don't know... ever designed by computer. Yeah, yeah, that's the true. Physics of it. Yeah, so they had to figure out if they could flip an AMC Matador fresh <laughs> out of the showroom. 
the interior of this car, the driver is lying down Matador in the middle. Matador means killer. You can't name your car the killer. <laughs> yes, you can. What about the Tarag? What does that mean? There's a there's an uh, an SUV named a Tarag. Well, they're just a nomadic yeah, tribe, but it means like you oh. know. Yeah, and Tiguan. Half. Isn't it a... Yeah. There's a Volkswagen. show gun as well. Great cars. Uh, check out the clean uh, TDI clean diesel Passat. Oh, uh, I'll get great, some good gas lines Great on that, brand right? of cars. Yeah. Oh, okay. Great brand of cars. <laughs> uh, love them. So, uh, yeah, so what we're, we're, we're at a bridge that is built weirdly. Like, there's no reason you know, for that bridge to really be broken in half Sometimes when like a bridge that. might be yeah. blown up because there might have been some sort of civil unrest, how it uh, it is... Blown up in a way that makes it a perfect helix. Yeah, yeah. Like some, like so. Some of the pylons are longer than the others. Yeah, yeah. All Here, of a sudden, I have no problem with that because this movie's so heightened, and I love just seeing this, the the perfect corkscrew shape, but then disguised as the dilapidated, dilapidated yeah. like oh, Universal Studios bridge. It is. That's great. I love this. I'm just grooving on his summer suit with the epaulets. So the driver lies down, and his You're pedals are in the back of the car. The and he's completely in the center. The steering wheel's in the center, because it has to be entirely symmetrical and balanced. Wow. Yeah. Go around, boy. Oh, we do have to... I gotta hear that real quick yeah. one more time. Just uh, hey, Roger, Roger Moore is... Uh, Roger Moore's American accent. It's so Oh, that's good. right. <laughs> God damn! What's going on? What the hell are you doing now, boy? A furious chew in his mouth. <laughs> that is awesome. You're not thinking that. I sure am, boy. Yeah. Never heard of Evil Knievel. Oh no! You wasted it. The stunt couldn't be more perfect. He lands in exactly that, that one time. Really right? did do that stunt. Yeah, it's a beautiful and they did stunt. It in one if take, one take, right? Yeah. If you did that now and you and you did it CG, you wouldn't make it that perfect. No, because it looks too. It looks too yeah. right. It's and amazing. they and if I remember incredible. correctly, the story from the thing was that Cubby Broccoli walked over to the stuntman after he did it first take and just handed him a hundred dollar bill. <laughs> Oh really? For like oh, a bonus for doing it. A hundred like, dollars. No, the the story is that he said it looked very perfect. Could we do it again? And that guy goes, no. Yeah, <laughs> you, that's yeah. what you get. Yeah, yeah. It's sorry. an amazing stunt. Sorry yeah. if it's sorry if it's too perfect for I you. Know, the sorry, slide but... whistle though. Oh my goodness! Are you shitting me? But it's like it's weird. It's like it's like one of those scenes like in Saving Private Ryan when an explosion goes off and the grenade suddenly just makes everything silent. Yeah. The ear ringing. Yeah, yeah. All you hear is a fucking slide whistle. Yeah, There's yeah, nothing. Yeah. All the other sound cuts out. I would just love a, a recut of Saving Private Ryan with a bunch of slide whistles. Zeke Heil. When all the gates come down and the lander is on the borders. Splash. When when um, Adam Goldberg is slowly getting the knife driven into his chest. <laughs> uh oh! Looks like the Americans are in trouble. Uh, ever Earn, heard of Evil Knievel? Earn this. <laughs> ever heard of Evil Knievel? Here's some other. <laughs> Fuck you! Oh, I didn't even realize and it's it just goes so up that they can have the, the joke of the of the sheriff being thrown into the back seat, which yeah. is supposed to paralyze you with laughter at that yeah. point. Yeah, and it sure did. Oh. A lot of kids laughing back then. Man, man, we thought it was funny. So they. Track with the tracker that uh, Holly, not Holly, uh, Mary Goodnight, Mary Goodnight, Holly um, Goodhead. Yeah, I got my goods next up. Understand. Good night, Goodhead. Uh, good that was luck. the original, yeah, name for Clooney's uh, Academy Award winning yeah, piece. That was who was it? Goodnight, Goodhead. Who, who, who's, was it Murrow? Who had that sign off? Good night, good luck, Edward R. Murrow. Yeah, yeah. good night and good head. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm Edward Morrow. Good night. I'm good head. So we're just about to get to the climax of this movie. I wish. <laughs> I'm Edward R. Trench. Ah, uh, Trench. You can and call me Newsy Galore. <laughs> Newsy Galore. And as Eisenhower steps down on his final day of his presidency, we bid you good night and good head. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Chin Reedswell. <laughs> uh, oh, God. I'm Cleft Sewer Love. Oh. What? Sewer Love? What? Well, it just happened. Uh, so, James, now they, they know where he Samantha is. Samantha Drinkbeev. Drinkbeave. Drinkbeave. Oh, my goodness. Oh, God. Samantha oh, Drinkbeave. <laughs> Hi, I'm Grand Canyon. <laughs> Here's my I, sister, Foxhole. I will say, when once James Bond lands the plane and gets a, it's the best Roger Moore has ever looked in a, in a James Bond yeah, it movie. Is, is yes. when he gets and the plane is the, awesome. It has to be said. Look, yeah. at, this look t- at that. That's how you could serve dinner on. Look at that. Yeah. You could, he looks good there. Oh, he's, he's, hot, he's hot stuff. He's good hair. That's an ironing board, not a tie. Yeah, it is. <laughs> also, he, that's the best part when he flies through the... You get yeah. a little scenery there. Oh, it's yeah. nice. Look at that snap. He takes his coat with him. He takes his coat with him. Honey, honey, I'm going to lunch. You take, gentlemen. Because, you because, because there is lunch on. later on. Lunch will be served. Yeah. I am Nicknack. Nicknack's original character Don't name was Demitas. Really? That's funny. Yeah. Still, beats a bag of peanuts. Monsieur Scaramanga will welcome you personally. I couldn't do Forgive me, Mr. Bond. <laughs> a vulgar display, but I couldn't resist it. Tabasco! Because I am so delighted <laughs> to see you again. Nick Nick! There is originally a second Tomatillo. little person named Tabasco. Cholula! Mimosas! <laughs> Sriracha! Chipotle flavor! We have so much in common, Mr. Bob. Veganese! Poupon! Oh my goodness. Oh. Worcestershire sauce! <laughs> Nutella! <laughs> Bovril! Uh, <laughs> Bovril. Remember Bovril? Vaguely. So James comes to the island. Uh, he's going to rescue Goodnight and he's going to get the Solex back. By the way, Goodnight has been chopped at the island with Scaramanga, evidently just sort of hanging around yeah. in a bikini for weeks. Well, well he, needs, uh, he needs a new lady. She's admitted that she's weak. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> she's very weak. Also, by the way, she's supposed to be an acting British agent in the field, by right. the way, in right. case at this point yeah. you've forgotten entirely yeah. what her character's yeah. supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, she, why is she not doing any kind of reconnaissance or sabotage? No. And uh, her hair is bitching. And then when yeah. he meets her and she's like, this is what you learn being in the field, you're like, you're the stupidest person that's ever been in a Bond movie. Like, yeah. I don't think there's another character in any of the movies that provides li- more less information. Than I would be, I would, I would agree with that. She is the dumbest character. She's of all the agents? Stupid. Usually the agents yeah. Go, I found the thing. Yeah. Come with me, and then they get shot. Yeah, she's yeah, just yeah. like, "Hey, I've been yeah. here for a couple yeah. weeks. It's pretty awesome, been sunning, yeah, wearing some heels." And she's bumbling. Right. Oh, also, don't, don't they go like oh, women? Like when she yeah. when she goes in the truck, they, they actually do a, an eye roll. And yeah. It's like, God, women, right? Really shitty. Oh, there's our album art yeah, right that's there. Our, yeah, our podcast art comes from this. Except here's to us, Mister. As soon as I that's what we do. This is lunch. Oh, my favorite line. She comes in in the bikini and Christopher Lee goes, I like a girl in a bikini. No concealed weapons. That you know of. 
I do not expect Look at Cross. Yeah, Cross just giving the once over to Brit. Her tummy is shocking. Her acting is shocking. Oh no, she's made to be. Her abs are as flat as her performance. Oh no, no, yeah. You could surf on her. Look how ready. Here we are. Ready. Well, because isn't Roger Moore like six three? Yeah, he's much more strong. Yeah, he's not quite that, but. Two, Dalton's the tallest. Three, is he? Yeah. Four, I know. I wouldn't have thought. Connor is not. Oh, no, Connor is like six one. I will say this: when I so I was in Vegas uh, last week, and uh, I just you know foolishly I decided to go into the Planet Hollywood just to see what they got hanging sure, on the wall. Sure, sure. And uh, the Skyfall tuxedo was there. Oh, that's where you sent Daniel Craig. Yeah, Daniel Craig's tuxedo How from Skyfall is there. Short. I could have probably fit into that, but my socks would have been showing. Oh, what? he's short. Yeah. He's yeah, not that short is he? Is he, he is the shortest bond. He's like five nine. He's, 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 like, he's like perfect. Like delicious size. Uh, <laughs> he probably goes by five eleven. He probably right. says he's five eleven. Look but at he the is, scenery in this no scene. No way, now. he's five eleven. Sensational. I gotta look that up. Okay, Matt. Matt's gonna look yeah, up. Yeah, Eklund's. She's rocking good news in this. Yeah. But oh my she, goodness, she's got that Goldie Hawn body. The delivery though, oh, and she's... and when she's just standing there, she's like glurf. You're like, what's happening? Are you okay? And Craw, who looks enough like Jesse Jackson for my money, his character, they, they become pals at some point. Yeah. According to the internet, which we know to be absolutely accurate. Oh, no at question. All times. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Lazenby's six two, Moore is six one. Brosnan's six one, Connery six one and a half. There's no way Pierce Brosnan is six yeah, one. I've seen is, him in person, and he's right. five foot eight, foot foot nine. I've seen that graphic before. Let me find this yeah. other one. Okay, here we go. Because um, I feel like Connery's. Well, then Tom Cruise is six one. If Pierce Brosnan's six one, <laughs> I can see you Pierce can... being tall. No, mm, no, he's not that tall. <laughs> he sta- he stands. Uh, he's, he's really good looking. Oh yeah, oh, he he's is. dead good looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's all right. <laughs> if you like studly dudes with lantern jaws and lots of hair, Timothy Dalton, not a great bond, but he he was young with Line and Winter. Mm. Yeah, like, he was like just wow, like, like yeah. Oh no, he's a, he's like, stunner. Like, he's like a like a model, yeah. good looking. How Weird. tall do you think each of the five James Bonds are? Oh, this must be pre. I don't know. Craig, all right, don't wait for me. Go ahead. Oh. Don't cry for me. Please don't. Uh, Lazenby six foot two, and these are all different. You if, know, no, no, is this yeah, you, you've oh, gone internet. You know what you went to erroneousfacts.com. <laughs> I did. Well, that's where I go every time. <laughs> Hearsay. Claptrap.net. <laughs> Gobbledygook.org. But it's where President uh, Romney. Uh, what? Wait, what? Yeah. What President Romney? What? That's right. You mean President Palin? <laughs> uh, I just want to. Let's just hear. Knickknack. Uh... I like Mr. Bond. <laughs> Mr. Bond. Mr. Bond. I was raised in a circus. My favorite elephant. It's over there, Mr. Bond. Monsieur, good shooting. I've never killed a major before, but there can always be a first time. Oh, Monsieur. <laughs> and oh, then I monsieur. think he checks him out, right? Am oh, I, you, oh. know, you, you know, we skip past is the creepy moment when he when he's on the bed and he gets really weird with Brit Eklund and he's like, 
Uh, oh, it is yeah. just starting to... to I put turn. up a vine of that, yeah. Oh, God, that's really funny. Yeah. Now you're finally starting to tell the truth. And then he does this look. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like his lewds just kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> this is prime lewd era, by the way. Oh, you, yeah. there, there were lewds uh, on this. Oh, no, this is prime lewd era. We didn't have your Adderall and your Molly and whatnot then. We had your lewds and your, your tie stick. Your bennies, your dexies. Oh, your dexies and your bennies. Whites, cross tops. Rainbows are lewds. Yeah, your, we, your we had a beefs. lot of great... Yeah. Your drink beefs. Yeah, we had drink beefs. There's Tiffany Huff crutch. We, we, were, we were drinking tequila sunrises and Harvey Wallbangers, rusty oh. nails. Tequila sunrise. Tequila sunrise is one of the most vile drinks of all yeah. time. You want tequila to churn more in your stomach? Put some orange juice in it. <laughs> so James... Uh, and do a line, because that'll really kick it in. With the help of uh, Nick Tia Mac, Maria. James gets into the, into the I don't know what we'll call it, the game field? Yeah, what? The, yeah. the, 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 the shooting range? Well, no, this is like, look and now he goes underneath. He drops start. his gun into an abyss. Yeah, right. which uh, just echo, 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 and, and Scaramanga's like, I've never heard that sound before. What is, who's Whoops. Stalin behind him? Right. What is that? That's probably the, that's probably the trainer that killed the elephant. <laughs> yeah, so I shot him in the eye. I emptied my pistol. An eye for an eye is such an awful line. This one really, oof. So here's my question now. So James now gets out of, gets out from under there. Finds his gun. Finds, or just grabs the gun from the James Bond Evidently mannequin. Evidently the gu- James Bond wax figure is using a real, real gun. gun. And well, you're glossing over That's the That's loaded, that by the way. He had time to get into that mannequin's costume. Time to costume. get into that yeah. suit. Time, well, maybe he just put the coat on. Maybe. We don't know. It is pretty ingenious. But I feel like James Bond's the kind of guy who would then take that mannequin home. Yeah. Yeah. Spoil him. Looking. The bad Capone. Al, wherever you are. And by the way, Fun House, really, you guys? I know. This is in Asia, in an island lair, and he's built a Fun House with Star Trek lighting. With the most Star Trek lighting I've ever seen in the James Bond picture. Yeah, really. That's the salt planet where McCoy. Uh (laughs) Me no kill. Powder blue. Scaramanga wearing powder blue. Or it's the lighting. Now you see his fingers are there, guys, so we know something's up. Oh, yeah. Suck it. That was a hammer horror dying take there, by the way. Yeah, really. That was a straight-up vampire take. My nipple. (laughs) Unceremonious. He had a powerful weapon, but now he's lying there in the floor. Oh, a little more brutal. Did did he come before? There we go. I wonder if he came before the kill. (laughs) That was that. She does look tremendous. That, that was not a death scene. That was a. And her hair is fantastic. Petite death. Oh! Watch him. Oh, freeze on that sign. Oh, absolute zero it, it, must it, be maintained at all times. No, that's right? from Doctor No. This one is uh, abrupt prompt prompt criticality. Prompt. It's like pure jargon. Prompt criticality. Let's so show it again. Also, by the way, again, they showed again. May I point out that she's. There. Absolute zero must be tamed to prevent. Prompt criticality. So wow. it will very quickly go critical. God. Um, yeah. She's an agent, a secret agent, and we've already established that if anything goes in these pools, yeah, yeah, these, yeah, these, yeah. these sure. completely uncovered, exposed to the elements, yep. uh, liquid helium. Yes. Inviting. If the temperature rises a above, degree above 432 degrees. Notwithstanding the giant sign that's been there the whole movie that says <laughs> absolute zero. And yeah. also, you know that you put a black man in some helium, you know it's going to drop that temperature. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the fastest way to drop a temperature. And she Actually, she knocks him in and then later, I believe, activates the device with her butt. Yep. Yeah. She sure does. Because oh, yeah, she's yeah. the she world's sure greatest. 
she's secret yeah. agent? Yeah. Yeah. Be- because she, she's uh, she's uh, uh, Lou Costello in this one. <laughs> I'm a bad boy. We just, I'm probably, a bad secret agent. There's a, probably a line of uh, a line of dialogue that was cut I'm out of the sorry, film Ace. where she's like and uh, niece or something. Uh, what? Like she's like no. Know, there, it there, seems there, like, yeah. should be like I want look after her. Look after her. She's my niece after all. You know, her father tried, but uh, we have her now. She, she looks sensation in the bikini. There's no question. And high heels, which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's that the combo. bikini is rocking good. As the yeah. stuff starts blowing she's, up. She's, she's, like a, an, she's uh, dressed for the hard rock pool. Yeah, this sure. is an LL Cool J video outfit. <laughs> heels and a bikini. Heels, tall. Bikini. Small. Oh, boy. She said she liked the ocean. In this, in, when all this starts blowing up and she's running out, she's really afraid for her life and when she falls down you can see it that they kept it in she's really falling and she hurts her doesn't, she falls right on her kneecaps yeah. this is oh, not a good fall ouch, ouch, ouch. oh when the thing's blowing up and right. I, I, I hate when they leave actors like getting yeah, hurt in I movies I, 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 I just saw for some reason I'd never seen Return of the Living Dead which is hilarious yeah. and they don't tell the girl that, that, that the, the stairs are broken apparently yeah. and she really hurts herself yeah. and I they leave that. it in and they gotta do this whole scene you, you haven't seen Return of the Living Dead I love it it's great I showed that at, uh, at last Halloween Ooh, my butt. Uh, so it's very... She's oh, yeah. completely worthless in this scene. Uh, no, I mean, she turns this on is the a great nuclear stunt. thing with her yeah. butt. This is a great, great stunt. Yeah. That's a great Here stunt. Here it is. This is the exact... Look, she's, she's beautiful out. for her life. Yeah, but it's when they run out. Great miniature work. Here he goes. Yep. Bing! Oh. Ow! Oh. Ow! My and then knees. he leaves her behind. My ankles, my knees. I landed on my knees. Keys. On her I think I think he asked her if she I likes. Swim. Good night. This way. This way. She's finally useful. His junk was moored before this movie got going. Moore's junk. It's Roger Moore's junk. I love the way Hervé Villachez bites the knife when he's coming out of this. Oh, he bites it totally wrong. He, he bites, bites the uh, edge. Yeah, he bites uh, the yeah. edge. The sharp edge. Also, what he's insider here and he's watching. This is not how you bite a knife. You you bite the non non sharp parts. Jeff Davis, knife biter. Also, that would be terrifying. <laughs> and seeing him up there. no. Ouch. And first, he gets it with his tongue too. Mm-hmm. Look at that shit. You could also put the handle in your mouth if you were. Yeah. Now, why would you do that? Also, he just took it right out to yeah, hold it again. That was not. A th- <laughs> How often did this happen at Peter Sellers' house? Get Let's get to- into this for real. <laughs> she get must have been so used to midgets dropping from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get ready to exploit short people. Mm-hmm. Kick of the shins. I am smart. Roll onto the couch. I hit you. Here's, Breakaway chair. He breaks the chair into an H shape that's perfectly suited for this task. Like, is this in the script? And what's he trying to do? Poke his eyes out under there? Oh, Mr. Bond. And he just pushes him, and then he runs over to the wine case. Yes, this only lacks yackety sax playing. Empty wine. Oh, and by the way, bare feet. Yeah, I thought that. Oh, yeah. That would, that would suck. Don't you hurt Brit Eklund. Shoot the glass. Literally no liquid anywhere. There would be red wine or... Wow. Look at that oh, groovy just... stereo on that boat, though. <laughs> and he finds the, the right-sized suitcase. I found the, yeah. the knick-knack-sized suitcase. And uh, somehow he just goes right in it. He doesn't even have to do anything. He He's knows. Squash. I can breathe. <laughs> oh. Ow! You'll be sorry. 
You'll be sorry. Oh, but Jaws comes back, but he's he becomes an ally. This is the only henchman that's gone on. Oh, there's Baron Samady from Live and Let Die at the front of the train. I love Baron Samady. Jeff Holder's the greatest, greatest actor of all time. So great. Hello, Skins. That's what I'm talking about. Name three presidents. Yeah. And I didn't clean up the gloss on the floor either. Roger looks good in this one, man. Yeah, he I, does. I think he always looks his, good. His tan's doing the heavy lifting. Yeah, his tan is fantastic. Yeah. He's 46 here. 46 is he really? Yeah, yeah, he's four years older than Connery to begin with. Yeah. He's 45 when he started in Live and Let Die. Our headphones. Oh. Did, did oh. we just lose power? Yeah, something happened. I can't hear anything. Now, you still hear us? Aristotle's here. Aristotle hears us. We're going to keep going. All right. And uh, we're still recording? Okay. Thing. Yeah. Listen, oh, I can't hear works for me. Yeah. I'm taking it off. All right, so well, I, we're, we're about to dismount anyway. I yeah. did get to meet Roger Moore once years oh, ago, and this. I'll make the story short. I was, I was, uh, I did Prince Charles' 50th birthday. This is years ago, oh and my uh, God. it was. All, and Robbie Williams was had that. Uh, you only live twice. Jim. Yeah, yeah. You know, the yeah. So I met Desmond Llewellyn, who was <gasps> sitting backstage, who they'd brought out simply to hand a Walter PPK to uh, Robbie Williams. And Robbie was nice and stuff. And then uh, uh, Roger Moore was talking to Stephen Fry, I think. And Stephen Fry and I were in the dressing room all day. So I barged up to him and I went, hi, Roger Moore. My name is Greg Proops. And he went, oh. And that was it. <laughs> I got nothing from him. Desmond oh. Llewellyn, of course, was really nice. Because uh, oh. he had been on Whose Line? He's, I don't think he knew who I was or why I felt the temerity uh, to go up and that I had given myself leave to, to, to address him. It's what you might call a Mexican screw-up. It was. And I, w- I wish I'd said that to him at the time. Uh, <laughs> his response to that would have just been, oh, uh, yes. as well. That, oh, I'm no, he was just... not the politest person. Because really? I met Sean Connery, dead polite. I met really? Britt Eklund, and she was dead polite. And, uh, but, yeah, Roger Moore, the time of day was not to be given to me. Uh, what was your Connery meeting? Uh, I, my friend Mike McShane was in the movie Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. He played Friar Tuck. And we all went to lunch one day on the set, the last day, the one day that Sean shot. And I got to eat lunch with him that day in the town. So That's it was pretty awesome. good. And he went, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end we went, goodbye. And Mike went, goodbye, Mr. Connor. It was nice working with you. And Sean Connery went, oh, bye-bye. <laughs> oh. We high-fived for about the rest of the day. Did you see him oh in a theater? God. Did you sit behind him in some movie theater? Jennifer went to see Man Who Would Be King at the Interbred Film Festival years ago. I was invited to go. I had a gig that night. So she went with our friend Sue. And he was... It, it, this, is, this, is, this is Scotland in a nutshell. It wasn't a restruck print of The Man Who Would Be King. It was a crappy print that had hair in the gate and, uh-huh. like, you know, the uh, burn, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, sure. countdown. And, then like, sepia-toned scenes that were ratty. And... As they were coming in, and this is Sean Connery's night, right? And Robert Carlyle's there, like every skin. Oh, wow. a star. And Did, Michael Caine was introducing him, right? So they walk in, and she goes, someone's vacuuming in the lobby. Well, no, I'll be done in a minute. Just sit here. Oh, let's, my God. Let's go. We'll fucking finish that. I'm not coming in early. So <laughs> the, she said Michael Caine got up, and he got a huge hand, and he went, and now, ladies and gentlemen, the president of Sc- I give you your president. Uh. <laughs> and Sean Connery got up. Ten minutes of standing out. And this is in Edinburgh, where he's from, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And he goes, eh, it was nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, Jeff and I always talk about this because Quentin Crisp said uh, there's a, an element of performing is being able to accept applause. That some performers are about the applause. It's not so much that they're so great. It's not so much anything. Is they're able to accept Love, unconditional love. And Jennifer said, Sean Connery stood up there. Michael Caine's a great star, and everybody loved him. He's, Michael Caine has an intellect, an edge to him. He's not open to the public. He's, I'm my person. He, she said, Sean Connery stood there. 
for five just minutes. absorbed. And the crowd, the more he stood there, the more the crowd... His Highlander yeah, lightning yes, came just into him. Uh, <laughs> you're standing there, and then it was nothing. And everybody... <laughs> ah! So have you met more than two James Bonds? Have you met... Oh, Pierce Brosnan, you've seen him in real life. Pierce, I saw yeah, at Edinburgh at another because okay. he's from Edinburgh as well. Yep. And, uh, he's from Ireland. A lot of them are Scottish. Um, and then Roger Moore, I touched. So that's how. God damn. I met two. I met two. Yeah, that's no, something. I, I never met Tim Dalton. I've met Lazenby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's something. Yeah. He's really it's something. hard to not meet. Yeah. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> he yeah, a lot he of goes out of his way stuff, to yeah. meet you. I mean, he'll he's, come to your house. He's actually in the comic book store I d- right now. I did waylay Diana Rigg once with my wife. She was walking. We went to see Medea, and she was on the West End doing Medea, which is a play for your listeners. And, um, not Tyler Perry's yeah, no, yeah. Medea. Not Tyler Perry's Medea, the original Medea. And uh, and let me tell you something. If you thought being a drag queen and a black drag queen is difficult now in ancient Greece, <laughs> so difficult. When you're when when Jason and the Argonauts leave you and you have to kill your children, and you're wearing that girl. Uh, <laughs> and this is the thing. Like uh, great actresses, uh, especially ones that are trained in Britain. Like I remember, and I'll. I'll finish the story very quickly. Angela Lansbury being interviewed on Fresh Air or whatever. And they play her doing Mama Rose and Gypsy, right? And it's that big number at the end. You know, Mama's coming out, da-da-da-da-da. And then Terry Gross says to Angela Lansbury, well, how could you be so emotional on stage and then afterward you didn't feel anything? And she went, it's acting, dear. You know, like, you idiot. Yeah. I'm not feeling the emotions. I'm an actor. I'm acting them. We saw Diana Rigdumadia. At the end of the play, she's got her children's blood on her, right? Yeah. She's raising her hands. She's cursing the gods. The set falls down around her. It was brilliantly done. Giant metal pieces slamming down. The most extraordinary ending. She's alone on stage. Wait for her out. She comes off stage. This is ten minutes later after the show's over. In a full-length mink. And... Like knee-high boots, and Diana Riggs fucking yeah. tall. Is she really? Right? Yeah, she's yeah, five yeah, nine, yeah. and in the boots no she's six one. Yeah. Right? Oh my god! She comes out, and it was as if she had just parked her car. Right? Like there's no, ten, you know, ten minutes ago you were covered in ah. your children's blood, screaming at the gods, and we follow her down the street, and she put a pound coin in a homeless guy's cup as she walked, oh, and then we went, excuse me, Miss Rig, and she wheeled on us, right? And we were like, we liked you a lot of the play! <laughs> and she, Thank you very much. And then, boom, gone. God bless her. Yeah. Wow. So it was very exciting indeed. Wow. Well, I, could, I could hear you tell those stories. <laughs> <laughs> the next two hours, which we will do. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, we have one last thing we have to cover ourselves before this thing. Sure. And that is, uh, you guys can weigh in on this as well. Last podcast, uh, yes. we uh, were at odds as to what the worst moment in a James Bond film is and uh, I think both have credence uh, Matt's is yep. the pigeon double take in the movie Moonraker where they do a camera trick where the pigeon goes woo yeah. like that, okay. that I forgot easy. about that yeah, mine, mine is Yikes. the Kananga balloon where Yafakoto oh, blows up like a balloon so I have to say we did a Twitter thing where we, we did either yeah. uh, hashtag, hashtag Kananga balloon yeah. or pigeon double take and I think I will admit, Pigeon Double Take has won, but Kananga Balloon rallied a lot. It in the did, end. yeah, yeah. yeah. But the I, end. I think there are more p- Pigeon Double Takes. <laughs> you had late money for Kananga Balloon. Yeah, it's, a terrible, <laughs> it's a terrible way to kill him too. He's such a great yeah, villain. It's, I it love really. Names so, is for tombstones. Yeah. Where do you guys yeah. fall on that? Names or do you is have for tombstones, baby? <laughs> do you have another worst moment? Because the slide whistle. Uh, Moonraker in general. Yeah. Also, a Bond in a clown suit in Octopus. I was going to say the one with. I'll defend that. Yeah, yeah, but I'll defend that because he's um, he. He has to do that. Yeah, he's undercover. Like it shows his um, like not vulnerability, but what's the word I'm looking for? Like his, his Jimmy de- Stewart desperation. Yeah, <laughs> at least it's merited in the plot. Yeah. yeah. 
Because, yeah. it's, because it's the agent yeah. that dies in the beginning in the clown set, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. Surely one of the Tim Dalton ones, like where he's shaking with the gun, that's kind of a bad... Shaking Remember, because he's, sort of, he's sort of scary in the first one. Yeah. Oh, in Living Daylight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a nervous Bond. Yeah. The, he, he doesn't, he's not cocksure and sadistic. Well, here's, he's a little as, like, oh, God, I'm As you guys are thinking, yeah. let me just say the following. Uh, the video game in Never Say Never is pretty... Oh. Although you got Klaus laying, laying I love him. And if not, I cut it off. Oh, he's so good in that. <laughs> the, uh, he walks right up to the edge. The, uh, the pigeon double take, here's why I think it's the worst. It does nothing. Yeah. It yeah. does not move the plot forward. It does well, not do anything. I think I have to say that you've you've won that. Yeah. So that but I'm we'll, just letting we'll call you know. Moonraker for I me might be the worst of all say, It's and, bad. Look, if, if you blow a guy up and you have a and, and you, your special effects don't don't quite carry carry the day. That's just a bummer. The pigeon double take is what movie like have a, fucking have a pie fight like 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 yeah. like, like what, what what movie are you making? <laughs> but he went on to then put not pigeon double takes but a pigeon in every Bond movie from there on out. Wow. It's his it's his trade. <laughs> Mark. Well, that's just dumb. <laughs> that, that one has the space fight that's so slow yes. and awful. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing it in a the theater and hating it. But there's already a space fight in the uh, You Only Live Twice. They yeah. have the space guys in yeah, that one. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, the whole thing that people thought <laughs> would happen in, in space is that for some reason everything would move very slow. Yeah. And yeah. there's nothing to stop you from moving as fast as you want to. It's space. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah really. Yeah, yeah, doodle. Well, there's a, it also, he sleeps with every single girl with no preamble in that movie, as I recall. It everything. gets worse and worse yeah, and worse. Nothing like, has a preamble. All the set right. pieces, everything is... Like the one where uh, Live and Let Die, there's the black girl and all that, and like he, he sleeps with all the girls, but then there's usually like, I love you, goodnight, whatever. In that one, it's just boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And then later, the, well, there's the one with is it Carol Bouquet where... He doesn't sleep with her at all. He doesn't sleep with any girls in one of them. They, like, remove that. Oh, uh, uh, Living Daylights. No, no. The, yeah, yeah. It's, but yeah. no, it's a Roger Moore one. It's uh, But it's like an, an 80s oh, one. Oh, For Your Eyes Only? Yeah, For Your Eyes yeah. Only. He, does, he, he doesn't... Does. He has, like, one girl in that one and through the whole of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because cause the got, ice skater girl's trying to get on. Like, oh, right. There has right. to be some sort of, like, you know, come yeah. on. Yeah. Because yeah. in, the, in well, that which one is it where the girl is, he's in the spa, and he keeps trying to hit on the girl, and then basically he, if you'll pardon the expression, violates her up against the glass... Oh, uh, that's a Brosnan, right? Was no, it? no, it's a, it's a Connery one, and it's an early one. He gets caught on the... Oh, you're exercise. Thund- oh, Thunderball. 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 Oh, yeah, Thunderball. He's pretty rapey in that Thunderball one. is extraordinarily rapey. Yeah, he's yes. real rapey. Because yeah. remember, the girl's yeah. just like, I don't want any of that. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah you, you do. Yeah, you do. Here it is. And then up against the glass. And I remember yeah. as like a seven-year-old in the theater going like, oh, no, you know? Like, <laughs> like a Flashman novel. Oh, yeah. It's just straight-up Flashman. Yep. Yeah. Like, uh, you, I think I know what you want, darling. <laughs> you know? But yeah, the Roger Moore ones. Who's the hottest of all that? I still think Ursula Andras. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I think Carol Bouquet is astoundingly beautiful. But uh, that that movie Ursula is... Andras makes Britt Eklund look like a boy. Four years on, <laughs> four years only is the biggest age disparity. Bond is fifty three. She's twenty three in that movie. Yeah. Is there a Carrie Otis one? Is that the Your Eyes Only? Carrie Otis. Yeah. Isn't Carrie Otis in one of them as well? And I also love the girl in uh, Thunderball, Claudine Anger, I think her name oh, is. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, oh, that's where we kittens. landed, right? That's where we she, landed. He gets, she gets stung on the foot her, yeah. by a stingray, and yeah. James Bond goes, flip both, over. Both the women in And you're movie. like, how many times did he say that in his career? Fiona and she Volpe. flips over, and he puts her foot in his mouth and goes, yeah. Yeah. like that. And you're like, that is good stuff. This is good movie making. I don't care what happens in this movie. Uh, <laughs> this is like an Oreo before the roller coaster, man. Like, wow. Well, Flip over. Jeff, <laughs> You've been chewing your foot for a while. Jeff Davis and Greg Proops. Uh, guys, this comes out on uh, Thursday of this week. Is there anything you'd like to promote? Uh, I got nothing. 
Jeff's on a show called Harmontown that you can hear every week. It's very <laughs> yeah. humorous. Harmontown, yeah, we, uh, right we do it in this podcast. building. We do it live every Sunday here at Meltdown Comics, and it comes out usually Monday afternoon, and uh, it's, it's it's weird and good fun. And you can see Greg and I once in a while uh, guest on Whose Line Is Anyway on the CW Network, which is showing seventeen times a week now, uh, <laughs> uh, because we're evidently we we did it on a, v- a Venezuelan television station <laughs> in the sixties. Uh, we're also I'm on I have my own show called The Smartest Man in the World. It's free to download on iTunes, and I have another if you like. Uh, movies of a film podcast called um, Greg Proops Film Club and uh, that comes out uh, like every other Friday kind of thing once twice a month anyway we're showing Bull Durham on the 28th over awesome. the Cine Family that's so that's our, I picked it it's our summertime movie I also and god a- damn it it's 25 years old which makes yeah. me feel unbelievably uh, old also this Wednesday I have a live nude review at La Cita called Hot Male Ball Worship <laughs> No, you don't. It's <laughs> not live. That's seven thirty and nine. Uh, What's your dancing? Uh-huh. Drink beef. Uh, uh, that's uh, drink beef. It's B- Boner Killington. <laughs> Wagstaff. Load Joy is his name. Load Joy. Wagstaff. Load Joy. Staff wag. Uh, a real staff wagger. Uh, well, by thank now, thank you also, for having me on. Thank you, thank you guys. It was I, plugging our podcast. I, I, I hope we got most of that right. Not, I don't get so. lots of, lots in, of... in the end, this movie is very fun and satisfying, despite the corn yeah. pound and despite everything that doesn't work. Yeah, and hideous say, misogyny what, and racism. When Matt and I watched it the other night uh, at, at his crib, uh, when it was over, we looked at it and said, "That's a goodie." Yeah, yeah and we yeah. were literally you're not in sad a crib. at the end. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're happy. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a couple drinks too, yeah. maybe some whatever, some lewds. This one really pumps up. It's not in the lower third. It's in the yeah, middle. Yeah, it's yeah. in the middle yeah. portion. If the top yeah. five are the Sean Connery ones what and the bottom I, ones are the Tim Dalton ones, then I, this one comes somewhere. In I recommend renting this. Pop two blues and have a Kahlua. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me want to watch it all over again. Because I mean, are the Tim Dalton ones kind of the Tim Dalton. Well, my least favorite are the Brosnans. Yeah, yeah the Brosnans. Yeah. The Brosnans aren't yeah. good. Those aren't actually very good. No, no, they're yeah. But this one's not in that realm. This one's right below the Connery ones. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, what would you say the best one is, Goldfinger? You want you want to know what our favorite is? Yeah, I do. Casino Royale. Casino Royale. Royale. You yeah. mean the, the, the Daniel Craig, Craig one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, because the sixties one's on. Oh, oh, well, oh, oh, no, before that one. No, 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 no yeah. but my my second favorite one is From Russia with Love. That's my favorite. Yeah. I love From Russia. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that for nice. me that that's that's everything you want out of a Bond. Yeah, yeah, it is. I absolutely. It actually agree. combines all the elements better than Goldfinger. I agree with that. And Goldfinger's not. I think that the best Bond. That's what we found. We watched Goldfinger. It's not Robert Shaw. Pussy Galore. Robert Shaw. Fucking Robert. Oh, oh, plus, they go to the Japan in it. They yeah. go to Europe in it. It's got a lot of good stuff. He in throws it. pee in a guy's face. Yeah, he does. It's <laughs> really, got it really good time. Yeah. It's a good time. So, uh, by the time you listen to this, we will have had a great time at the Senespia Goldfinger screening. Yeah, tonight. We're there we're, tonight. Hopefully, we uh, got to meet you, and you you were great. You. Yeah. Thanks for showing up. We appreciate it. <laughs> Are yeah. you guys are you going to that? Yeah. yeah. You want to come? No, I can't. All right. Thank oh, you. That you don't want to sit outside and watch a movie at a fucking. I've seen Goldfinger a million times. It's very good. No, Mister Bob. I expect you to die. <laughs> it's like listening to the Beatles with the, without earmuffs. We also, have, when uh, he gets sucked, uh, I don't want to spoil the movie for anybody. Yeah. Now he's not as good as uh, Lady Lanya with the oh, with the knife the in her shoes. That she's is the best. that's good stuff. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And, yeah, Robert Shaw's just the greatest baddie. Punching him in the stomach. Robert Shaw, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening, all. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, and uh, we'll, we'll be returning. We'll, we'll return, return with, with the Living, living Daylights or a Mission Briefing. <laughs> yeah, more likely <laughs> on uh, Her Majesty's Secret Service. <laughs> Man, 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 man
James Bonding Podcast. It's the 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 James Bonding Podcast with Matthews, Myra, and Gorley. Matthews, Gorley, and Myra Podcast of James Bond. Matthews, Gorley, and Myra Podcast of James Bond. James Bond. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, Jazos. <laughs> ruler of the eighth circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.